This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine as always. Our pleasure to be with you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Make sure you go ahead and hit that like button right here on the uh, program. Really helps the channel grow. As always, give us a thumbs up. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The nation's best injury attorney firm, no doubt about it, The Advocates. They're so confident they can service you that you never, ever reach into your pocket to pay The Advocates. No consultation fees, no big retainers, no, no, friends. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So if you've been in a car accident, you know, in the mountain region, there is a winter storm advisory rolling out tonight. Yes, there is. So uh, car accidents, all kinds of different slips and falls. The advocates are waiting for you. Theadvocates.com or you can chat with an attorney live online 24-7-365. It is championship week. We are less than 24 hours away from pregame for the Pac-12 championship. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what we get from Washington and Oregon, who is an eight and a half point favorite at 68 and a half in Las Vegas. Are you are you still leaning one way or the other, Jake? I mean, I, I still am on, you know, the Oregon train. I I, I think that there's a lot of credence to the idea it's going to be tough to be Dan Lanning twice in one year. And I think that, you know, you you barely edged it out uh, at your place the first time. Uh, to me, on a neutral site in Las Vegas, you know, Oregon clearly should be favored. Uh, and, and I do think that, that Oregon has a point to prove. And Oregon understands a path, uh, you know, to playing more football this year. And, and so to me, yeah, I'm still, I'm definitely still leaning Oregon in this one. If Oregon wins, and I should note, I just updated the line. It's now 10 in favor of the Oregon football ducks. Uh, if Oregon wins, though, and I think this is the the convoluted question, and I think this is a thing that a lot of people don't understand, or I don't know that any of us really have a grip on it. If Oregon wins, are they in? I would think so. They would be Pac-12 champions. Uh, they would have avenged their only loss. I think it would be very difficult to keep them out. But what do you say to the Texas, to the Florida State, who I think has a a huge argument uh, for a spot if they win the ACC championship? I mean, I I think it is absolutely a slam dunk. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship, they are in. How do you keep them out? I don't see any way that you can. They're one of the best offenses in the country. They have a Heisman Trophy and a, a guy that I think is probably the favorite and will win the Heisman Trophy in Bo Nix. Um, I think you have a lot of reasons to like Oregon in this game. If they win this game, I don't see any way you keep them out. I think this is a very different situation with Alabama. I think it's a very different situation with Florida State. Certainly, it's a different situation with Texas, who I think needs some help. I think it's a slam dunk if Oregon wins they are in. But, Jake, do they deserve to be in? That's the part that I think is is really interesting because the word deserves to me – you know, sort of puts us right back in the middle of, you know, opinions and bias and things like that. I think they deserve to be in. My personal opinion is I think they're one of the best four teams in the country. I I think Dan Lanning's proved a point this year. Like, I think they've done well. Now, obviously, you got to go and beat Washington to 
to make it happen. But I, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they do deserve to be in, but ultimately, you know, the, the, the Florida state situation, not having, you know, your best player that, that to me is where things get really interesting because again, you know, we played it a bunch yesterday, but you have guys and personalities like Kirk Herbstreit talking about the fact that the college football playoff committee has a job to do, and that's to put the four best teams into the into the playoff. And so if we're just putting the four best teams in, I do think Oregon is one of the four best teams in the country. And I don't think Florida State, now with their current injury situation, is one of the four best teams in the country, uh, regardless of what they've done the rest of the season. And I think that's really unfortunate, but I do think it's the reality of the situation. So, yeah, I think Oregon should be in, but I think the, the folks who are going to have a tough time getting in because they'd get in on someone's bias would be folks like Texas, Alabama, the, that that seven, eight, you know, seeded team that's really trying to push their way in. Alabama's going to have to do what nobody thinks they're able to do and go out and win a ball game against against Kirby. That's what you have to do. Yeah. And and I love the simplicity of it. I love that it's like, hey, if you win, you're punching your ticket. But at the same time, that's a tall order. And and I don't think that. Like with Oregon and Washington, we shouldn't sell Washington short, right? I mean, this is going to be an indoor game. Uh, it's prime conditions for a gunslinger like Michael Penix Jr. to go out and have a huge game. But I just think Oregon is the better team when it's all said and done. So I, I do think Oregon should be there one way or the other if they win this game. Michael Penix is interesting. I, I you know, the, This Heisman race has been so contested. And I, I think you look at Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is the best quarterback, playing the best quarterback in the country right now. I think he certainly is playing the best quarterback that he has played. Um, I think very clearly Dan Lanning is the reason they lost that first game to Washington. I think Bo Nix took a real risk in leaving Auburn to go to the Pac-12, and I think it's paid off remarkably well. And I have no, no doubt about the fact that if they win the Pac-12 championship game, I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I, I truly do. I think Michael Penix, the biggest problem is Oregon and Washington are not both getting in. I think everybody agrees on that. I think that is so damaging uh, to Michael Penix Jr. I think Bo Nix has earned it. I think you look at LSU and you look at their losses and you look at the the damage that, that Daniels has taken. I, I just think Bo Nix has been a better player this year. I think he's been more impactful to his team. And if the Heisman Trophy is truly the best player in college football, I have no doubt that that is Bo Nix right now. I think it's been Bo Nix all year. Um, I never bought into Jordan Travis. I never bought into, you know, just all of these, the you know, the, the hype around guys who had individual performances for short spurts of time. Bo Nix has been there week in, and week out. He's shown this year he can be durable. He's shown this year he can throw. We all knew he could run. I think he is what powers Oregon. And I think that's why Oregon's going to win this game tomorrow night. Um, I am not at all, I am not at all questioning whether or not they deserve a spot. If Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship, they should be in the college football playoff. I I have no doubt about that. And I know we're going to sit here and we're going to argue today about whether or not the SEC has a college football spot locked up, well, the answer is, yeah, they do. And if Alabama beats Georgia, Alabama belongs in the college football oh, playoff. I, I, plain, plain and simple. You, you want to talk about quarterbacks. The, the, 
The Jalen Milrow story at Alabama this year is nothing short of remarkable. The kid's been benched. Um, he was not very good, and now he's he is arguably playing the best quarterback in the conference. And yeah, he's someone that everyone said couldn't do the job. He's yeah. someone that everyone doubted. Someone that you know everyone said, "Oh, this guy's not the guy." And 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 now he's just gone out and won you a bunch of ball games. And and people are going to make excuses and say, "Oh man, that defense in the back corner of the end zone there was terrible." I don't really care. They went out and won the game, and. And I'm with you. I think Bo Nix is the runaway Heisman winner uh, at this point, even, you know, before the result of tomorrow's game. I mean, the, the numbers are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the idea you're, you know, going to surpass 4,000 yards on a 78% completion percentage is just wild. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, when I look at the SEC and in, in, in a guy like Milrow, like, yeah, the SEC's got, got a spot locked up, and they deserve that. Let's not beat around the bush. The SEC is better than you. The, Georgia is better than Michigan. I have no doubt about that. Even, even with, with Brock Bowers having an injury through the middle part of the season and you know going through all this stuff, and even as overhyped, in my opinion, as Carson Beck is, he's still really solid. He can still do the job for you. So to me, like I, I, I think if Nick Saban comes out and wins this game, it is truly a cherry on top to one of the best coaching performances we have seen out of him in some time. Because Completely this, agree. Dude, this Bama team is wildly under-talented when you compare it to, like, Georgia or or even look at an Ohio State or a Michigan. You know, when you look around the country at the best teams, Oregon, Alabama is was very green, very raw, very unpolished, and he's just gone in there and said, yep, we got to develop, develop, develop. And guys will start to step up, and that's exactly what's happened. And I, and it and it is a great story, and that's that's why I say the SEC deserves to have an auto bid. Essentially, hey, one SEC team's getting in every single year, and if you're going to have a problem with that, then you damn well better have a problem with the Big Ten having a spot every single year because they got one too, which is incredible to me, considering every year up until next year, you've played one of the weakest schedules comparatively to your, to your, to your peers. And and that's what I think is the issue for the college football playoff right now. You know, you have, you know, this year it's pretty straight in the big 10, obviously it's Michigan, but the sec is now in a place where it's like, Hey, it's Georgia and everybody else until it's not, is this the year Georgia gets unseated? I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm telling you, I would not be sitting here saying that Nick Saban's, not going to go out and and give Georgia everything they can handle because I think he will. Yeah, I don't see any way. I'm not. I, I've I've been saying this for a month. I feel like I'm not picking against Georgia until they lose. I I'm I just think it's it's asking for trouble. But if they lose, Alabama should be in the college football playoff. And again, I'll just continue to roll out there that the the team that I think has the biggest potential to get screwed here is Texas. If Texas wins the Big 12 championship, I'm telling you they belong in. I still maintain that they are one of the not four best. I think one of the two best teams in the country. I think Georgia's the best team in the country. I think Texas is second. And I think I think Michigan's third. And I I if the, if they don't get in, I think it would be an incredible, incredible injustice if Texas wins the Big 12 championship and doesn't get in. I that would just be. I don't want to get too far carried away and say, oh, it'd be remarkable. Wow. It would be a travesty of justice 
if Texas wins the Big 12 championship and they don't get in the college football playoff. Yeah, the one I'd have a problem with is Florida State getting in and not Texas. I can under, I'm can. i good. Hey, Georgia won, Michigan won, Oregon won. Those three are in. But if we're going to sit here mm. and, and look at this college football ranking stack post this weekend, you know, Alabama becomes a two-loss team, right? Ohio State is already done. You know, Florida State shouldn't be there anymore because, honestly, without they, Jordan Travis, yeah, I, I just don't I, think they're the same and team. And I think it doesn't. Honestly, I think it does an injustice to the playoff too. Like I, I don't even like early in the year when Florida State was like this malcontent in the ACC and trying to you know blow up the ACC and all that noise. I wasn't a big Florida State guy, but now I'm just like, yeah, dude. Like even with Jordan Travis, I didn't think you know it was just a clean cut case that you should have been there. Now without him, I, I think if you're the committee. You're sitting here saying, "Hey, like we got to put, we got to make the best matchups here." And unfortunately, you lost your quarterback, and that means that you're no longer one of the best matchups. So if Oregon loses, uh. right, Washington, Michigan, and Georgia will be there. And now I think Texas has Texas has a strong case if Alabama loses because now you're in a place where, hey, the number eight seeded Alabama is not going to get in because they lost. Florida State, we just went over that. And Texas should be able to slide right in there. And no, Ohio State fan, no, you don't deserve a free pass to get into the playoff if if Florida State gets bounced. That that would be a problem, too. Yeah, I, I think you look at the top four, and I think everybody's looking past Louisville. I don't think Louisville's a, a walk in the park for Florida State. Um, I don't think Washington's going to be there. Michigan is going to absolutely dominate Iowa. And I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama. I think you're looking at a situation right here where it's Georgia one, Michigan two, I think Oregon three, and I think Texas four. I think those are your four college football playoff teams. And I, I, I don't, I almost don't see a route how that could change because again, and I know it's controversial and people don't like it. But without Jordan Travis, I don't see how you can put Florida State in. And everybody says, well, you know, people want to immediately go to strength of schedule and statistics. You're talking about a bunch of human beings sitting around a table, eating food, drinking drink, and arguing with each other about who belongs in the college football playoff. And are they going to look at things like strength of schedule? Sure, they will. You know what they're going to look at? They're going to remember quality wins. They're going to remember Texas going to Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama because Again, I don't think it matters. It, you can have it any way you want it. Georgia and Alabama, one of those two is going to be out. If Alabama's out, people are still going to say, well, their only two losses are to Texas and Alabama or Texas and Georgia. And Georgia's in the, the conference championship game. Texas is getting in. I think they have one of the best wins in the country. And and, and I go back and I look at, you know, if, if you're going to make a case for Florida State, <laughs> What is the, and I'm, and I'm being serious. If you make a case for Florida state, I simply ask you, how do you make a case that Florida state has a better win than Texas does? Um, Cause I don't, I don't necessarily believe that you can do that. I think LSU is, it has, has been exposed as not a great football team. I think that, and, and again, that was a nice win. But that win was week one against a team that has faltered now. And I think it's going to cost, I think it's going to cost Daniels a, a, a Heisman Trophy. I look at their other wins, Clemson's damaged goods. That's their other marquee win, supposedly. And that was a dogfight. And 
frankly, I think a lot a lot of us thought that Clemson was going to win that game as we sat there and watched it. We really did. I don't think that they have another like quality. Is directional Alabama is you don't you know have, Florida, Miami, Pitt, Wake, Duke. Like those aren't marquee wins. You don't have the Bama win. You, you don't have the Ohio State win. I mean, you don't have the the what could be after tomorrow night, the Washington win. You you don't have that. And and again, like I I think there'd be more credence to this if Jordan Travis was healthy and ready to go, but he's not. He's done. And I also think the committee is going to remember fifty seven to seven over Texas Tech in a rivalry game. I think they're going to remember that you went to Ames and and you handled your business and defensively you were very good. Uh, against a pretty dang good team at Iowa State who's getting a lot of respect. Um, I think the fact that you your road games, you won your road games. That That, that is value. And the, again, I will point out, the one loss that Texas has is in a rivalry game against Oklahoma, and everybody sits here and says, oh, well, Oklahoma's a bad team. You have to remember the people who are sitting around the table talking about this. They don't look at Oklahoma as a bad team. They look at that as one of the highlight games of the year. And you look at the way that game played out. That was a tight game. That was a tight game. It was a classic. Whoever has the ball last is going to win. And I think that that Texas is going to get in. They, now, they have to beat Oklahoma State. And I think Oklahoma State's been one of the better stories in the country this year at 9-3. and three. Uh, really without a quarterback to speak of. And Ollie Gordon's had a great year and has carried that team. But I think Texas is better. And you're playing in Tarrant County. Hey, boy. Hey you're playing in boy. You're, you're playing in Dallas in, in what's basically a home game. And those ticket prices are still outrageous. We talked about that last week. But I, I just don't see any way that you you rip this from Texas if, they, if they're if they a one-loss Big 12 champion. And I think it's good to have Texas in the college football playoff. And I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but but that's the reality of it. I, I, I would I Honestly, agree. I'd rather have, and again, I'm not a Texas fan, I'd rather have Texas than Florida State. Man, I I, I just would. I'd, I'd love to see a Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. That's a hell of a slate. Uh, th- those are... Texas, in my opinion, is more of a nameplate, more of a national uh, icon than Florida State is. And when Texas is good, it's good for college football. When when the Big 12 has to fake hand out Coach of the Year awards because they're pissed Texas is leaving, that's good for college football, man. Yeah, they I, should I, be there. I think Texas gets in if they win. Uh, and I think all of that matters. I think all of it matters. I think Texas, I I still they're they're one of the three best teams in the country. In my yes, opinion. yes. I think they, there's no doubt. I, I think they can beat Oklahoma or excuse me uh, Georgia. I think they can beat Michigan. Um, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. It, it just I just don't have any doubt about it. I would love to see, man. I'd love to see Texas Oregon. Would love that'd be a hell of a game, dude. I would love to see. That Bo Nix and that offense and and Dan Lanning on a neutral site just balling out against Texas. That would be that's what all of us as college football fans deserve, man. Like I know mm. that 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 Bama and Georgia is going to be a hell of a game this weekend. I know that, but but I'm ready for to spice things up a little bit. We've had that before, and I love Nick Saban. Respect the man. Like incredible career. Yeah. 
But I'm I want to see Sark get that chance. I want to see Dan Lanning give you know the Big Twelve the bird. That I would love to see him do that. That would be an amazing game. That would absolutely be an amazing game. All right, less of us, more in you. More, whoa, hey, more in you, more of you. Uh, here on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Bucked Up. Every day at this time, you yeah. guys know what time it is. Let's pound a buckshot, power us through the rest of the show. That's what buckshots are all about. If you have not gotten your uh, six-pack free uh, buckshots, it's in the description below. Uh, today is the last day. Can you guys believe that we sit here and I almost have to look at the calendar. It is the last day of November. Oh, what are you talking about, man? It is the last day of November already, if you can believe. How fast has this year gone by? Unbelievable. Let's hit a buck shot. Power us through uh, December because today's the last day that you can get six free buck shots in the description below. They'll send them right to your front door for free. 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. And, and a lot of people have been asking me about this. Well, Monty, what's the difference between caffeine and caffeine? Caffeine's caffeine, isn't it? No. Uh, you see a lot of products. If you read labels, and you should read the labels on anything you put in your mouth. Uh, when you read what caffeine is, uh, a lot of energy shots that are full of sugar and artificial flavors, and they use chemicals that will react in your body like caffeine. So you get these big spikes and these huge drops, not at Bucked Up. Naturally sourced caffeine with a bunch of brain food, it gives you mental clarity. So you don't get a big spike, you don't get a big jump. You just feel clearer. You feel better mentally so you can get done with that report, you can get through that last big meeting, maybe you got a long drive home, pop a buck shot and speak clearly. You speak for a yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just going to drink. Let's go. There you have it. Buck shot from Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. I swung my golf clubs 200 times today. And I am feeling it. this buck shot has to hit correct today. Let's go. Because I'm going to need it. Absolutely. I am going to need it. Let's get your comments in here. Logan Pikeet. Pikeet, Pikeet. Uh, all right, National Pie Day. Uh, KU offensive coordinator, and I saw this. This is a big one. Andy Kotelnicki is rumored to be going to Penn State. Here's my question. Why does James Franklin need a new offensive coordinator? Why isn't James Franklin the offensive coordinator? And I, I, this is one of the conversations that I think we have to have. This guy's whole career has been quarterback guru guy and Maryland and K-State and the Packers and Washington State. And he's this guy that is an offensive mind, right? And I just ask again, why does he need to hire a new offensive coordinator? Um, and if you're a guy that's going there and I look at Kotelnicki's resume and this is a guy that has had, I think, unparalleled success at KU. Like their offenses, their I mean, you look at you look at Jalen Daniels, you look at what their offenses have done. 
Um, I think he's been really, really good. Yeah, the depth at quarterback. You look at what they were at Buffalo. You look at what they are, the depth at quarterback, developing a young, you know, developing Bean after the injury. Like, his next job should be as a head coach. It, uh, it, being an offensive coordinator at Penn State, in my mistake, it, in my opinion, is a big mistake. Is Penn State really a much bigger or more worthy job than Kansas is right now? Uh, I think Penn State is an afterthought just about everywhere. I don't think it's a great job. I don't think that... Especially with where the Big Ten's going. I mean, you look at... has Is James Franklin in demand around the country? Mm. Has he done some stellar job at Penn State? I don't think he has. No. Does James Franklin beat Ohio State or Michigan? Not regularly. You know, he's a guy that's a 500 coach in his biggest games, bowl games. I think he's a six and five coach. Like, I just don't think that he's a guy where you're like, man, got to have James Franklin. Now, nah, he's certainly a second cut head coach, no doubt. I, I'm just not, I, I am not enamored with that job. And I am not enamored about, about Penn State. I Like, I continue to tell you guys, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's some special place anymore. And now we know that it was never a special place. Agreed. So, it, you know, that's just my opinion. Cyclone Steve for $2. This debate is why they are going to a 12-team playoff in 24. Partially, I think they like the money too. I think they realize that going to 12 teams, spreading the championship game around to their different partners potentially – I think they realize that there's a revenue opportunity in the college football playoff, and with four teams, you're limiting your income. Absolutely. And why would you do that? And I think if you can keep more college football fans engaged, especially at the G5 level, where generally they're playing in the Morton Salt Your Pasta Bowl, I think <laughs> I think it's much better when you know your your top rated, you know UNLV wins the Mountain West. There, they get an auto bid. I think that's very good for college football, right? I think that's that's good for the sport. That's good for the fan base. And I think that's why the NFL rolled out Thursday night football, if you think about it. I mean, you know, you want to keep your fan base as, you know, engaged as much of the time as possible. And so I, I, I absolutely think, you know, with the 12-team format coming and, and going to a 5-7 model, there's that 5-7 model is dynamic, man. I'm telling you, the, the at-large bid process i think is dynamite i think it's exactly what we all want to be talking about we want to talk about why you know this team or that team deserves to be 11 instead of 13 that's what we want to talk about and and i think for guys like james franklin at penn state yep. you're you couldn't be more happy about a 12 team playoff coming i just would not go and be james franklin's offensive coordinator i would i wouldn't uh that's just my opinion um, I think James Franklin, and if I'm Penn State, if I'm the athletic director at Penn State, do I want you hiring, um, you know, Coddlenicky or anybody else where we're going to have to pick? Because I would assume that uh, Andy's going to get a substantial raise to go from Kansas to Penn State, or else why would he take a lateral move? Well, Drew Aller, though. Well, Come I mean, on. you're a better quarterback than Drew Aller is. <laughs> right. I mean, and and again, we argued about it with Penn State fans that the week of the that game. Uh, you know, with Ohio State, oh, we're this, and oh, then we're going to do this to Michigan. Yeah, you didn't, because he can't. I, I, I just, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I think Penn State, 
They are the definition of, hey, we're going to beat all the bad teams and lose to the teams that matter. That's who they are. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Who is first in today, by the way? Everybody always gets on me because I don't go back to the top. Big Blue Horses first went in. Nice, dude. Look at that. OG nice. Gary, number two. Mike Hawk reporting for duty. The CAC. <laughs> Mike Hawk. Uh, big Blue Horses. Anyone but those dirt bags at Truck Stop U in Tallahassee. Wow. <laughs> those those dirt bags? Mike Norvell won the uh, ACC Coach of the Year today. Um, Dabo, I'm certain, is probably on his knees praying to Jesus. In um, God's name, yeah. image, and likeness. Norvell is still recruiting, uh, and Dabo <laughs> is not. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, Oregon is going to be in if they win, plain and simple. I would agree with that. OG Gary, Oregon and Texas are probably in if they win. I think Texas is the one that's really in jeopardy. Because, again, you look at where the roster sits now. Texas or Florida State? I, I don't even think it's close. It's not even a conversation. And, and that's what bothers me is, like, the fact that we even have to question this is insane. Uh, you know, you you again, you're missing your quarterback. You're just not – it's just – it didn't work out for you, man. I'm sorry. I, you, you don't I don't pass. think it's close. I, I don't think it's close. I truly do not. But I think – I do think there's a lot of of horns down in this world. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people who hate Texas and Well, and look at Ohio State fan there at number 6. They're they're sitting here saying we're better than Texas anyway. Put us in. Uh, Ohio State or Texas, more deserving. Texas. Texas, Ohio State you lost. Sorry. You lost the game that mattered. Sorry. And again, you had America's vote. That'd be America's team. Ohio State, you had America's vote and you chose no reach around. You chose violence, which is you lost. You don't always have to be negative. You know, and well, coach, everybody got a free Hoover vacuum from Connor Stallions thanks to Ohio State. Vacuums are my thing. You know, like it's just, it's a little disappointing. Right. What's up, Harry Austin? Good to see you. LV Seminole says, Ali for college football playoff. Probably not. Uh, Ryan Willie, Oregon should not be in the college football playoff. Why? Okay. He says uh, Washington will win the Pac-12. Well, if they do that, then they're in. They're in. Yeah, it's that simple. They're in. Kevin the Destroyer, how are you? Six like, woohoo! There you go. Uh, Aaron Wilson, first as always. Always first in our hearts, Aaron. <laughs> always first in our hearts. Uh, Kevin says, thinking of taking Wash plus the points. Well. Uh, ten's a huge number. Yeah. And remember... This game is at Allegiant Stadium in lost wages. You're looking in a you're looking at a situation where they're playing on a Friday night at five o'clock Pacific. What do we think of that? Do we like that? I hate it. I hate it. Play on Saturday. They've played on Saturday all year long. But the Pac 12 is going to pack 12, dude. <laughs> and I it drives me crazy. I think it's absolute lunacy that you put your biggest game. And and I know what you want. You're looking for a national stage. You're looking for your, you know, your your time. I don't think this gives it to you. I don't. It's awesome you're on ABC, but it's Friday. And I just, I don't know. I hate it. Uh, I don't like it. And I know you don't want to be another game amongst a bunch of games, but. Here's the problem. You wouldn't be another game amongst a bunch of games. You have to believe in your brand. It's why you're dead. Because you wouldn't sell yourself. And now here we are. And I, you're, you know, penalizing the players so you can have a primetime slot. Well, and Christopher Shannon, you're not wrong. 
Pac-12 is irrelevant east of Den- Denver. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. How many people um, in the state of Texas are going to watch the Pac-12 championship game? How many people in La Zion? How many people in Georgia? Louisville. New York. Chicago. Cleveland. Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Home of the washcloths. Who's who's going to watch the Pac-12 championship game? It's at 7 o'clock in the, the, the central time zone. Mm-hmm. 8 o'clock Eastern. Anybody in New York City? Anybody in Buffalo? Raleigh? Anybody in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, any Bueller? No. Charlotte? No. Um, you're you're not. Rocky Top? Hell no. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh Tyson Doyle. Georgia, Oregon, Michigan, Texas may be the most competitive playoff we've ever had. That's what dude. I'm saying, dude. Put it in. Do it. Huge TV let's audiences, go. big football games. At that point, I think you would favor Texas and Georgia. I, I would think, right? Uh, I, I would think because Georgia would be number one. Michigan would be number two. I think Oregon would be number three. And Texas would be number four. Man, I, that is that juicy. would be That would be unbelievable. I, I would, yeah, I, that's really tough to say whether you would favor. Texas-Michigan might be one of the most even games we've ever seen because – Georgia versus whoever's going to lose to them isn't even. But Michigan, Texas, Texas, Oregon, Oregon, Michigan, I think those that that's what I'm saying. Those three together in one playoff bracket is dynamite. That that's the kind of matchup I want. Because you almost can't go wrong. Because you know, okay, Georgia's most likely going to beat Alabama. And so if we can just get the three other teams, if we can get three out of the four mm. to be really good matchups. Well, if like, Georgia's number one. Mm-hmm. It'd be Georgia, Texas. That's a hell of a football game. Hell of a football game. It's a great football game. Yes. I think Oregon beats Michigan because Oregon, I think Oregon plays Michigan style football. They just have a superior quarterback to Michigan. I was going to say, I don't think Michigan's seen a quarterback as good as Bo, Bo Nix. Bo's dick. Uh, yeah. I think Free Harbaugh is not nearly the quarterback that, that Bo Nix is. Right. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, I think I would probably favor Oregon in that game. Um, and then you're going to get Oregon, and I think you're probably going to get Georgia in a national championship. Which, we've pretty seen good game. That. We've seen that before, though. Pretty good game. I mean, Oregon's clearly playing better this year than last year, but, you know. I think, and, and this goes back to what I said about Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is playing the best football of his career. I don't even think it's close. Uh, Phil Benzer, what's up, Phil? Alabama will jump Texas. Mm, they got to win that ball game, man. I, again, I look at the bracket, right? Georgia, I don't, I just don't see. So let's pretend. Uh, Michigan is not losing to Iowa. I can't even pretend. No. Michigan, number one. Let's say that Bama beats Georgia. So Michigan's number one. Who's number two at that point? Oregon. I think Oregon would be number two over Alabama. You do? I do. Yeah. Because Alabama's getting in. Uh, okay. So I mean, Oregon and be number two. Yeah. But see the problem with that logic though, now that I think about it is how are you going to put Alabama behind when they just beat the number one team? So then it's like, okay, all right, they've got a stake to the number one seed. 
but Michigan at that point would still be undefeated. So, so would it not be Michigan, Alabama? So if Texas beats Oklahoma State, that's not nearly the win that Alabama. Not even close. But Texas beat Alabama at Alabama. Yeah, but I if that happens, I would have Michigan number number one. Mm-hmm. I think I would have. Man, that's tough. See, this is why I love Michigan this. one, Bama two, Oregon three, Texas four. I think that Oregon. I, I see. Just, then the next question is: Do you think that Oregon could do to Bama what Texas did to Bama? That's the question. Because if we're ordering, I see your point. Hey, dude. It, so, so Texas beat Alabama, and Alabama beat Georgia. So Texas should be ahead of Alabama. I think my biggest problem with that Alabama win is Jalen Milrow was not half the quarterback then than he is now, and he's still through for 255. And obviously, the the two interceptions were like, don't die, please, bro. I'm sorry. Somebody call the paramedics. Jake is dying. It really hit me. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, but I, I look at I look at that Bama defense. I I I just think Alabama's a completely different team than they were then. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. You okay? No. Okay. No. Nope. Well, don't inhale. Uh I think it's very interesting if you spend a minute and you look at Alabama and you you say, okay, well, who is Alabama now versus then? Their offensive line is clearly a better unit. Uh, Jalen Milrose, clearly a better quarterback. And I think their edge rushers are two of the best edge rushers in college football. So if we're, if we're looking at, hey, who are they now? And who are the four best teams? If Alabama beats Georgia, Michigan's number one. I think Alabama would have to be number two. And then you're, you're, the bigger question is, who do you value more? Do you value Quinn Ewers in Texas, or do you va- value Bo's Dick and, and or Bo? So Bo the, Dix is playing well. Yeah, you know, do you value Bo Nix in Oregon more than you value Quinn Ewers in Texas? I have a hard time seeing that. I, uh, but Oregon beating Washington is a better win than Texas beating Oklahoma State. So I would put Oregon three, and I'd put Texas four. Now I don't think that's going to happen because. As much as I believe in Alabama, and as much as I am willing to say that Nick Saban's a better man than all of us. Nick Saban is a right? better man than you are. I, as much as I am willing to say that, I just, I'm not going to bet against Georgia until they lose. And I agree with that. But this is, this would be craziness. All that to say, Florida State can get the hell out of there too. Yeah, I, I know, I know, Harry Austin no loser of the SEC is out. No way two SEC teams get in this year. Not a chance in the world. Uh, Gary Wolf, Jakey, uh, don't croak on us, bruh. Dude, it was rough, man. I got to tell you. You yeah. ever choke on your water? Did you just admit to sampling your own product? Yay! You, you're a weirdo. <clears throat> Phenomenal Hebrew. Georgia is actually beatable this year. Well... See, we talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I think Alabama is better than Georgia. But Georgia is undefeated. And it, it when it got down, when we got down to brass tacks, Georgia actually played some pretty good football down the stretch. And 
again, I think I look at the the old Miss game. That's where I think Georgia put their foot on the gas. And Carson Beck had probably his best performance, uh, it, statistically or otherwise. Kicking. But he was Carson Beck was very good in that game. And I think the interesting part of that game was Brock Bowers with that touchdown and those three catches. Like that was a statement, right? That was a statement. And Kendall Milton, that was a statement. And the the thing that scares you um, about about George is. I think in that game, we saw a defense that applied itself full force, 100% for the first time this year. To me, that's really scary when you note that they only had two sacks in that game. And you look at Carson Beck. Has Carson Beck is Carson Beck a guy where you're like, God damn, I got to have that boy on my team? He's, he's not. He's not. And there are a lot of games. I mean, are we really... You know, what was his best game this year? Probably Kentucky, where I think he had 400 yards, 389, four scores and a pick. Other than that, I think he he played some 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 pretty mid football down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think they are they are beatable. I think they are exceptionally beatable. Dude, the spam calls today. Ridiculous. I, it's got to be 20 flipping spam calls today. Are you mad? Man, like it drives it. You know what? You know what really makes me crazy? Like there's this, and I can't remember the name. It's like a survey company, opinion panel or something. They call me. They talk to me in Spanish. I block their number. <laughs> they call me from a different number. And it's, it's every day at about 7, 10 at night. And they call me from a different, and I just can't. Georgia is actually beatable this year, so I don't know why y'all keep stroking the guys that don't recognize highway and street speed limits. Honestly, I'd start stroking guys. Really well done. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Really well done right there. My guy. First team, all SRT. I love it. I I absolutely love it. Uh, Noel says, Mike Norvell is a better man than you. The hell out of here with that, dude. It's it's such a joke. You know, It is such a joke. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. How does it go down the wrong hole when you only have two holes? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Salamini, if Florida State massacres Louisville to go undefeated. Now, I think massacre is a really important word there. uh, To go undefeated and Alabama wins, then Pac-12 gets left out if Oregon wins. Totally disagree. I think there is, and the people I talk to around college football are the ones who have convinced me that there is momentum um, for for Oregon. If they win, I don't think there's any. If Washington wins, they're in. There's there's no doubt about it. It's not even they're rubber stamped in. If they if they beat Oregon, they're getting in. I think the thing that's really interesting, and I think the thing that you have to consider is. Who are the people making this decision? Because when you look at at guys like Mitch Barnhart, right, and and you you look at you know Boo Corrigan, um, and you know that you know that Boo is the director of athletics at NC State. Nobody said Boo. Is he going to put Oregon in over a, a a Louisville team that massacred 
or a Florida State team that massacred Louisville? I think that's a really interesting question. I think that's a really interesting question. What about the what about the the cheater, Ward Manuel? <laughs> well, is you know is he gonna? You you have to wonder. But I think I think some of the more interesting guys on this committee that I think are are people you need to pay attention to. Joe Taylor. Does anybody know who Joe Taylor is? Joe Taylor uh, is the athletic director of Virginia Union. You don't know who that is. We don't know who that is. But what I do know is he's been at HBCUs pretty much his entire career. And I look at somebody like Kelly Whiteside, Montclair State University. She's a professor. And you you make your you you wonder well, how is she going to vote? But what was her primary function, and what is her career, and what is she known for? She's college football writer for fourteen years at USA Today. That's how I know her. You have some really smart people on this committee. They're the ones who are going to vote. And, and again, I, it's about the four best teams. Yeah, and so, I know. just I just remind you, it's somebody like Will Shields. Will Shields, one of the best offensive linemen that I think we've ever seen. Outland Trophy winner. Um, you know, obviously had an incredible career in the NFL. What's Where is he going to vote? Is he going to vote for Texas because he's a Big 12 guy? I think it's going to be fascinating. But the thing that I've heard repeatedly over and over again is there's momentum for Oregon if they win to get in. And I think that's huge. And I, you know, the other guy we can't leave out of this is Gene Taylor, the AD at K State. <laughs> you you have some really significant people who I think it's going to be very interesting to see the plight of the Texas Longhorns. You can't put you can't, so one you can't put Florida State in over Oregon if they win. You just can't do that. That's not that makes no sense to really at all in any way, shape or yeah, form. And I don't care where you are or who you went to school with or whatever. That just and doesn't make sense. One of the major criteria when they look at, at teams, and I know people were pissed. I said this yesterday, but I'm going to say it again today. When they evaluate Florida state, what do you think the first thing half of these, these bros and gals are going to say? Yeah. Well, Jordan Travis is hurt. <coughs> But much to Salamini's point, if they boat race Louisville in the championship game, which I don't think is going to happen, um, I think it's tough to kick them out. And so I don't know, we're, man. We're, I, I... we're SEC, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. Those are not the four best teams in college football. No. Nope. Nope. It is, it is hard to make an argument when you know what their job is. And, and again, I know we talked about this yesterday. What's their fucking job? Their job, excuse my French, is to put the four best college football teams in the playoff. That's their job. Not the four most deserving. Not the four best TV audiences. The four best teams in college football. That's their job. And, and I think when you look at when you look at Oregon, I think it's awfully difficult to make the argument that that they don't belong there. And I think this, what, what we played from Kirk Herbstreit yesterday, what Herbie said, I think has never been more relevant. So as a guy who calls these games, I don't want to do the right thing. If you talk to Bill Hancock, and we had lots of meetings about this, they're not supposed to do the right thing. 
They're supposed to, their job is to put the best four teams in the playoff. Now, again, it's subjective. Who you think and I think are the best four are different, and that's fine. But that's what that group is supposed to do. Not what do we think about ratings? That's, that's bullshit. Put the fucking best four teams in the game. Put the four best teams in the game. That's what you're supposed to do. Love and the I, take. I, I don't care if you're Mitch Barnhart at Kentucky. It he's a human being. It it I, I it doesn't matter to me that you are uh Chet Gladchuck at, at at the Naval Academy. It's a great story if FSU wins the ACC championship, but they're not one of the four best teams in the country. And I, I go back to this whole argument of what is their job? Their job is to put the four best teams in the college football playoff. Yes. The winner of the SEC championship game, Michigan after they kicked the snot out of the Hawkeyes, Oregon or Washington, and then we have a conversation at number four. Plain and simple. And I think it should be as clear cut as it is with Oregon and Washington. Texas wins and they're in. Yeah. I think it, I literally think it should be that clean cut. I don't think it is. I mean, and I think one of the the more difficult parts of this, uh, you know, in the toughest question to answer if you're on the college football playoff committee is why haven't you gotten the $10 30-day $10, trial membership at trydaytrading.com? I think that's the most difficult question that that Bill Hancock is going to have to answer. Is that a real question? Let's see what I did there. Uh, trydaytrading.com, you guys. I went home last night and uh, kicked ass again. And it's tough. I'll tell you, we were looking at the Australian dollar versus the Japanese yen. Uh, and the margins were tight. And we were looking at something called a scalp trade, which is quick in, quick out. Make your money and get out of it. Like, Mrs. Monty is just, I'm so proud of her. She's th This thing at Triday Trading, she's in their program. And it has absolutely built her confidence in herself. I can see her her pride in it. I can see her excitement over it. Like, she just is head over heels into it. And it's because you see the money that you should be making. Like we're talking about, you know, hey, what are we doing for retirement? I, I'm, you know, I'm at a point now where I'm looking, I want to retire by the time I'm 65. Like there's no question about that. What am I going to do to make that happen? I, that's why we're doing TridayTrading.com because there's real money there. If you don't have a route to retirement, TridayTrading.com is that route to retirement. If you don't have, um, the ability to pay off your cars earlier. If you're really struggling with credit card debt, TridayTrading.com. And if you watch The Wolf of Wall Street, you know where I'm going. You can't afford groceries, TridayTrading.com. If you can't pay your credit card debt, TridayTrading.com. Stop making excuses. Start living the life that you've always wanted to live. Because at TridayTrading.com, the excuse is taken away because it costs you $10 to get a 30-day trial membership. And at the end of that 30 days, you're in or you're out. That's it. You want Nobody gets out, trust me when I say that, because you see almost immediately, because they're trading, You they give you the ability to start making trades like day one. You're giving you a coach, you're assigned to a coach immediately after you sign up. You're given access to the proprietary software. They teach you about all of their, their industry-leading indicators. They show you what to look at, and they're like, hey, all right, here you go. Here's a simulator, start trading. And you start learning. And then you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me reach out to my coach. 
hey, I'm a little confused about X, Y, Z. Well, here's how that works. And they guide you through it. And then you start making money. So stop complaining about the life you're not living, right? I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. All that money and all that magic you've been looking for, you know where it is? Right behind the things you're unwilling to do. So stop being unwilling and start doing today. Make your $10 charitable donation. It's a tax write-off for you. And get your 30-day trial membership at trydaytrading.com. Woo! Love it. See, I took my buckshot and what there happened? There you go. I feel good. And I will say, I, I, I don't have as... Dude, I had an epic range session today. I hit a PXG 5-iron, 220 yards. It is the single best. It's so exciting to me because it doesn't translate to the golf course, but it's fine. Simple wins, friends. Uh, I've never hit a five iron that far. To nuke a five iron at 100, I think it was 147 miles an hour, 220 yards was unbelievable. But it was 200 swings, and I'm feeling it a little bit. <laughs> but hey, the buckshot kicked in. Let's uh, roll through your comments for the next seven minutes. Don't forget Thursday night football tonight. Uh, we got to get our uh, our prize picks in. Like maybe, my skin is curling. Uh, maybe that's why I have some soreness. Yeah. Bros. The prize yeah. picks last night. Screw you, Nikola Jokic. Screw you, sir. Jamal Murray was coming back. You were supposed to take a back seat. 49 and a half or less with Jamal Murray coming back. Combined points, rebounds, and assists. Under. He had been under two games in a row. Yeah, he went for 62. No redos. Asshole. Thanks. Stuck it to me. Yep. And then Devin Booker got hurt. Mm. We'll have prize picks coming up for you in about uh, 35 minutes. Stick around for that. Uh, San Diego State Aztec. Glenn, what's up? I'm here today, witches. Dude, I miss you. I miss you. Brady Hoke got his ass run out of the out of the SD. Oh, what a loser. No more tortillas for that jerk. What an idiot. You hired an excellent football coach and you weren't here to celebrate. It, you got the pro rata you deserved and you weren't here to celebrate, sir. Uh, LV Seminole, FSU ain't massacring anyone. If FSU wins, and I hope they do, they aren't one of the top four teams in the country. Wow. Nope. nope. I like it. Shout a Hey. Uh, Texas is home team this Saturday. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. Uh, Gary Wolf, only Boss Frog is allowed to croak on this show. Are you done dying? Yes. Okay. I like it. Big Daddy Magic, the official Monty well, Show ambassador. Well, well. Who doesn't get Victor's us. There's the way. Who, he used to, when, when Big Daddy Magic was actually, you know, like excited about being our ambassador, he used to get us video shout outs from Woj and NBA players. Like it was awesome. Pat McAfee comes to town. Um, Big Daddy Magic. I, I believe on the police report, it said drooled and breathed through his mouth on my shoulder. Could be wrong. Does he get me a video shout out from Pat McAfee? No, Damn I'm not it. doing that. No, he didn't. It's hurtful. No. Uh, Victor never called the wrong number. You just answered the wrong phone. Okay. Man, that's cute, dude. Okay. Big Daddy Magic, good to see you, my friend. Jeff Woodworth, me too. One ring, then 30-second voicemail 10 times in the last three hours, right? It's I have incredibly gotten, frustrating. I have gotten so much sludge. Hello, we are not available now. 
I mean, I, 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 I can look in my phone log and it's got to be, I mean, I've got just at the top of my stack, I've got seven spam risks. <laughs> like it's ridiculous, dude. It is ridiculous. It never ends. Uh, duck season. Mike Smith, that game was rigged for Washington. Mm, that's what it was. That must have, it's not that Michael that's Penix bullshit. Jr. was just a better quarterback than you were. Uh, Christopher Shannon, how many times did Jake uh, use to use that Victor's the way in 2021? Oh, my God. Victor's the way. Oh, my God. A lot. Gary Sandusky. All right, let's move on. AAR, uh, duck season. Well, friend, I better get extra popcorn. Seriously. Uh, Bryce, all right, I think I've had enough preparation after the preparation H after that 50 burger Friday. Okay. Okay. Gary Wolf, I don't know what you mean. Uh, Ollie will play for the Cowboys tonight, Oregon Friday, and Oklahoma State on Saturday. <laughs> Do you guys like the Cowboys tonight? Are we, where are we at on, we got to talk about Dak at, at, at coming up in 33 minutes. We got to talk about Dak Prescott. Yeah, we do. We do. Because I think this game tonight, this is a big one. Thursday night football, Seahawks at the boys. Minus nine and a half, 47 and a half on prime video. It's only one way to go here, fellas. <laughs> it's only one way to go here, man. Dallas Cowboys to cover. And this game goes under like all the primetime games have been. I need, but real quick on prize picks, prizepicks.com, promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching. You guys know that I am. How because shall it's I, garbage. How shall I say? Uh, I just give my money to prize um, picks. Like <laughs> they don't have to take it, I just give it to them. Right. Uh, Dak Prescott passing yards. 284 and a half tonight. <laughs> now, is that because you threw seven interceptions? No, I stop. <laughs> Gino Smith is only 231 hey, and a half. Hey, Gino! Hey, Gino! Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't, do you, Dak Prescott, more or less than 284 and more. a half? You think more? Yeah, he's going to light them up. You think more? Yeah. I Why? think he's going to light them up. He's at home. Should be good. Should be comfortable. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I look at the Seahawks pass defense, and this is why, I mean, they're, they are fifth worst. The Vikings are the worst, right? And when you look at completion percentage, bros, you look at, you look at where the Seahawks are. They're giving up 65%, you know, completion percentage. Okay, so now we're going to flip over to Dak's stats. And what is Dak averaging on the season? He's actually pretty well. Oh, that's right. 70% completion percentage on 2900 yards. Yeah, I uh I'm a little concerned because you look at passing yards uh allowed and the Seahawks have given up 2,538, which is middle of the road, right? But you start looking at, at you know, completion percent. Like, it, it's a little, it's a little. Look at what Dak did at Philly. 
In a loss. Yeah. In a loss. Against one of the better defenses with a suspect 374, 29 of 44, three touchdowns, 40-yard uh, long completion on the night. Yeah. Oof. He should shred this defense. Oof. Oof. But, hey, you know. Oof. it's it, it is, uh, I think I have to go over. Uh, Bryce Martin. Dallas blows him out by 30 and, he, and has two picks and six sixes. Two pick sixes. Okay. Okay. Kay Nuren, have a good show. It's my birthday, and hopefully Dak will not fail again. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think, boy, that's a that's a tough. 284 and a half is a huge number. Mm. I mean, but the only reason I think he goes over is because they're at home and he's awesome at home. He is three straight games, 300 yards passing with at least four pass touchdowns. He's pretty good at home. The guy is really good at home. Yes, he is. Um, I mean, he's averaging 312 yards a game, 18 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like he should, he should go over 284 tonight. He should. He really should. He he he's been the best quarterback in the NFL the last six games. They're, they're completing 70% of his passes. In his last six games, he's 18 and two touchdowns to interceptions. I mean, I think you got to take the over. Those are the kind of numbers you're looking for out of a guy like that. Absolutely. I, I would tend to agree with that. I would. Alema Harrington coming up in 15 minutes. We'll ask him um about the Utah Jazz. Obviously, we got to talk about the college football playoff. Uh, all of that coming up. Hour number two of the Monty Show is always presented by the advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business and the the thing that I really love about the advocates is no matter your situation, they they employ one skill across the board, and it's called empathy. They understand that when you've been in a car wreck, when you get hurt at work, I think workman's comp is such a scary situation because so many employers will try to muscle you into, yeah, to, uh, we're going to pay you back. No problem. You're gonna, your job's fine. Back pay everything. Just sign this form. And so many people just do it because my boss is going to take care of me. I'm telling you, you absolutely don't want to sign anything until you talk to the advocates. Because listen, if your boss takes care of you, the advocates are going to tell you, hey, yeah, your boss is doing the right thing here or your workman's comp rep is doing the right thing here or whatever that might be. But there's no reason, especially when you've been hurt at work and you're worried about your job, your back pay, paying your, your mortgage, your car payments, your kids' clothing, like putting food on the table, dude. You have got to have a belief system and you've got to have somebody to tell you, hey, this is right and this is wrong. And it costs you nothing out of pocket to do that at the advocates. Nothing, because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So when you are the advocates and you have, you know, any number of workman's comp scenarios that you've seen, hundreds and thousands, there's nothing that's going to surprise you. There's not a car accident that they have not seen that scenario. When you total your car and that's how you make your money, maybe you're an Uber driver and maybe that's your, your lifeblood. The advocates have an answer for you. They know, hey, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. We're going to take all that concern. You sleep well tonight. The advocates have your back. That's what the advocates are about, theadvocates.com. And the best part is it does not cost you a penny to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the country live online right now at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The Advocates, the best injury attorneys. Just love those guys.
always in the community. I love what we did for Thanksgiving. I love what we did for the kids uh, going back to school. They work in the communities. I could go on. We've talked about it. Advocates at theadvocates.com. All right, Alema Harrington in 10 minutes. Uh, let's get your comments in here. Um, hmm. Let's see. Brian Parrish, I'm predicting 0-0 until the fourth quarter. Then Marshall Mathers will make a field goal in 3 nothing Iowa. And even though they're number 17 ranked because they win the game, they get into the – no, they won't. Bro, what are you talking about, man? You should probably check in. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know. Jeff Woodworth, uh, Bo Nix is so uh, honorary because he has all damn teeth and no toothbrush. Bo Nix is playing well. Right, it's all hat, no Bo Nix. Uh, Tanner Plummer, hope the Seahawks can pull it off tonight. <laughs> Why? Are you a Seahawks fan all of a sudden? No, he's an Eagles fan. Nobody's an Eagles fan. Well, nobody. Nobody likes the Eagles. Nobody. Uh, Gary Wolf, is this a trap game for Dallas looking ahead to the Eagles? Yeah, it absolutely could be. Absolutely could be. Uh, Mike Smith, the Ducks have not blown out every opponent. Unlike Michigan, they are not undefeated. I would agree. The, I, I think I think Dan Lanning would love nothing more than to be able to go back and, and stop kicking field goals and stop making stupid decisions in that Washington game. Absolutely. He I, he made some decisions in that Washington game where you're just like, bro. And I think Oregon's the ultimate team to go and beat Michigan if they can get in. I think they're set up for it. I think they've got the mentality yeah. for it. I think Michigan... You know, put the put the scandal aside, just football X's and O's. Michigan beats a lot of teams on grit and mentality alone, not even just the execution, but hey, we're gonna be more physical, we're going to beat you up. Like that's what Michigan does to teams. And listen, Free Harbaugh made some nice plays against Ohio State. That'd be America's team. Right. He absolutely did. Um, but Bo Nix is a better quarterback than Free Harbaugh. Absolutely. There, I have no doubt about that. And it, uh, again, and I know that it's unpopular to support Oregon and Dan Lanning. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to keep doing it until he loses to Washington, which I don't think he's going to do tomorrow night. But you look at the way that they they dismantled dudes down the stretch. They didn't just win games; they kicked you in the dick, dude. Like, I mean, you look at you look at what they did at Utah, one of the most difficult venues in the country. Um, Cal, USC was not as close as the score was. Uh, Arizona State, Oregon State. I'm for real. I, I mean, there's no reason. Once they lost that game, were they ever in danger again the rest of the year? No. They weren't. Now, is it because it was Washington State, a wounded Utah team? I don't care. It was in Salt Lake City. They don't lose at home until Oregon showed up, right? There's no explaining away the dominance of Oregon down the stretch. And Bo Nix is playing exceptional football. Bo Nix is playing well. And I, I and if I've got to describe the Oregon defense, you're just not paying attention. And that's why I say I want to see Oregon-Michigan in the playoff. That's, I would that's, love to see that. That's one of my biggest reasons for wanting FSU out because I, I think that we can create better, more compelling matchups uh, in the playoff without them. And and I think that, you know, Bo Nix is this guy that, that in my opinion, is locked up the Heisman. The numbers stand alone. Uh, and I think, you know, having signature wins that he has if he wins this game, uh, it's just the cherry on top. You know, hey, like, yeah, we 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 lose that game. Uh, to Washington in the middle of our season, and then we just simply go and what do they rattle off like seven in a row here, whatever it is? Like you know, I mean that's just that's just proving a point. And I think there's nothing sweeter than righting a wrong, and I think they're going to do that. And I I am a firm believer if they win and Texas wins, those two should be in. 
And duck season is being a complete asshat as usual. But I will just use this comment to say, bro, do you have any idea what you're talking about? Uh, explain to me how Michigan is in the same boat, but a cupcake schedule. Who exactly did you play down the stretch that was worth a goddamn? Uh, maybe you've heard of Ohio State. Maybe you've heard of Penn State. Because Michigan played them both, and they played Penn State at Happy Ending Valley. And they won that game pretty easily. Now, Drew Aller isn't going to start for anybody else but his mom's knitting circle flag football team next year. But my point is, they still went to Happy Ending Valley and won. Mm -hmm. And then when everybody wanted them to lose, they beat the hell out of Ohio State. And they did. They were the better football team. Free Harbaugh was the better quarterback. And that defense was more physical. And there aren't many the there aren't many defenses that are going to be as physical or better than Michigan, and I'm not sure there's one in the country this year. But if if you think that you beat you blew out opponents because somehow you ran the table on a bunch of really good teams, uh, Washington State, Utah, Cal, USC, Arizona State, and Oregon State, yeah, those are all some pretty goddamn average football teams if I've ever seen them. The Utah so, wins a good win. That, well, without a quarterback, no, it's not. When when you don't have a starting quarterback, how how like do you understand in that game that Bryson Barnes was 15 of 29, 136 yards and two interceptions? And if you look at the numbers in that game, they didn't really show up offensively. Utah defensively was, I thought, more than more than capable. But you were five of fifteen on third down. You, you that's not gonna win you football games. You went 241 yards. That's not going to win you a half of a football game. Like you, 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 you didn't even run for 100 yards. Utah didn't have an offense in that game. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Stop saying that Oregon. I agree. Oregon dominated people. They played shitty football teams. Let's not let's not try to like sugarcoat. Oh, Oregon. Man, they beat Alabama and Georgia and Texas. Oh, no, they didn't. They they beat Oregon State, who now has lost their football coach and now has lost their quarterback to the portal. You beat Washington State. Congratulations. You swept the pack too. Like, are we really? I'm not saying Oregon's not good, but let's not get let's not get so excited that we're like, oh my God, Oregon beat every great football team we've ever seen. Yeah. They beat the 86 Bears. It was amazing. Mm. Is Arizona State the 86 Chicago Bears? I'm going to no. say they're not. And again, with all due respect to our friends up on the hill at, at Utah, you guys really, I, I'm not sure that you ran offensive plays this year. I could be wrong. I know a little bit of football. I don't believe that they had a single offensive snap the entire season this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll stop being a jerk now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oregon dominated down the stretch. If they win the Pac-12 championship, they're in the college football playoff. It is that simple. But let's let's temper our, they're amazing. And Dan Lanning needs to make some good decisions too. Right? I mean, and let's move along. <laughs> let's move along. I'm really passionate about, the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is a better conference than the Big Ten. The it guy, is. Like, it, it just is. That doesn't mean that Oregon played uh, a bunch of great teams. I'd point out also, 
Michigan, did they cheat? I believe wholeheartedly they did. Oh, that does not diminish the fact they have what I think is the best defense or one of the best defenses in the country. But I think Oregon would handle Ohio State much the same way Michigan did. I would agree with that. Ohio State's offense is unimaginative. Like, yeah. it just is. And, you know, I know that Jim Harbaugh wears khakis, but he's got nothing on a Lemma Harrington suit. I mean, <laughs> the suit, the, the, I mean, it's the, are we calling that, is that mauve or burgundy? What are we doing with the vest tonight? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this is plum. Let's call it okay. plum. Oh, I okay. Like yeah. Okay. And I think we're, we're perfectly quaffed. Let's the go. hair looks like you're looking well, good, dude. Well, thank you. It's, a lot of it is the lighting. The studio lighting makes a huge difference. Okay. Well, I, just, I mean, that that's just the reality of it, right? <laughs> I love it, man. Are you, are you, where, where are you at? Are you a fan of the college football playoff? Are you passionate about yes. it one way or the other? Well, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it and I'd be more passionate about it if, you know, the teams that I really cared about more were, in, you know, involved. Obviously, uh, that that's not unique to me. That That's probably speaking about a lot of people. Uh, with the exception of people that are in the in the business, like this, this, this is your business. You're talking college football, so you know I, I get that you're very passionate about the the, the Pac-12. And we had this conversation last time, right? Pac-12, such a great conference. Bye bye. It's like what <laughs> what happened here, right? The football product's fantastic. The TV product is terrible. Yeah. Right. And and they're gone. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I, I mean, there there are some benefits to it including the fact that that BYU and Utah are in the same conference in the Big 12 now and and that, that's that's a good thing so um but every time we talk about a team that is or was I suppose currently is and will be out was in the Pac-12 um we're, we're, you know it's going to bring up these feelings of that was just horrible mismanagement and no excuse for it yeah. no excuse for it so, uh, and I, I think I'd be remiss because we, we had a great conversation about BYU last time season's over. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I think we all thought a bowl game was very much within reach. How do you feel about BYU where they are now? Like I, I, I again, will say all of the, the, the fire Kalani I, I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. But do you need to make changes offensively, whether it's coaching philosophies, like where, where are you at with BYU football right now? Well, I think that, you know, coaches don't all of a sudden forget how to coach. And so coaches that were good before don't all of a sudden get really bad. Um, maybe some of them are, are have a hard time making changes. That's understandable. Maybe they have, you know, they're stuck in their ways to a degree, but I do think that there needs to, to be changes. And um, just like, Last year, when you had to make some changes defensively, um, which was a hard thing to do, you, you still you go and, and you make those changes with Tuiaki, and 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 so the the defense is better um, this year. And Jay Hill has been fantastic, I think, for BYU. I still look at it, and it's it's a personnel thing for BYU to be able to compete in the Big Twelve or with the big boys, even if it was to get to the upper echelon of independence, um, you, you're going to have to be able to recruit on the same level, which includes NIL, with everybody else. And so I, I look at it more from that standpoint. Can you be more creative as a play caller? Are there certain things that you can do? Can you look at position groups and say, uh, you know what, we could probably make a change in a position group? I'll be honest with you. When I look at, at coaches of position groups, 
there's a lot of guys that are coaching a position group that they never played in college, that they got no practical practical experience with, that if we're talking specifically about receivers or offensive line or tight ends or quarterbacks for that matter, more so on quarterbacks, you're going to see guys that obviously played that position. But it really comes down to whether or not you can get the right people to use the you know, Nick Saban used this and it's not an uncommon phrase, but get the right people on the bus. And so for BYU, they got to get more of the right people on the bus. And that's going to include coaches, too. Yeah. But the coaches outside of the, you know, the intricacies of being able to co- coach a position group, it's going to be whether or not they can recruit and get good players there. Player development is always going to be important. And you got to bring guys in and use their raw talent and be able to take them to the next level. But the, 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 where I see the, the need for BYU is going to be on the recruiting front. Uh, just talking recently with somebody that was, you know, running down the list of, you guys just mentioned Harbaugh. Um, his recruiting team is a team. Like yeah. they've got an entire part of the, 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 the coaching staff that is just dedicated to that. And BYU is going to have to get to that point where it's not just, you know, we got these three coaches, they get their pretty good. It it better be a room full of guys that are able to recruit, stay on top of individual players that you got your eye on and make sure you get your share of those guys. And I would also, I would also say the talent that's here offensively is not the problem. I'd, I'd like better offensive line play, but I'm a huge LJ Martin fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to stay healthy so that you can give him the football more. I'm yeah. a huge Cody Epps fan. I think he's an NFL wide receiver. And I just, I think you have to put guys, you talk about putting guys on the bus, yeah. put Cody Epps on the bus in the right seat. So he catches the ball in space and in motion. Yeah. And I would say again, you know, to your point, it, it's not like you can look at, at Isaac Rex and say, well, he just forgot how to be a tight end after yeah. his freshman year. Well, no he's still a good tight end. We didn't utilize him in a way. I think that that was going to be able to showcase him, which is unfortunate. And obviously I have a a relationship with that family. Um, But, but there's, you, you have some guys, you need more of those guys. You need to continue on the development side that that's going to be, you know, part of your, your program that you always need, but you got to recruit, you got to be able to recruit. Yeah, and I, I, I also, not to belabor the point, because I definitely want to talk jazz here, but we're talking about Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, like mm-hmm. Jake Retzloff, he can be, you. I think we saw it, I don't know what you think, I'm not trying to speak for you, but I think we saw he's got a skill set that can absolutely be applied and and put leverage on a defense. And yeah. you've got to figure out how to, part of your job as a coach, and whether it's A-Rod or Kalani or whoever is going to take that that responsibility ultimately it'll be Kalani because he's the head dog but you've got to get the most out of him yeah no absolutely and and again if you look at at what Retzlaff brought to the table coming out of the JC ranks you know it's not a whole lot different than Steve Sarkeesian when he came over out of the JC ranks and took BYU to the Cotton Bowl uh, but you got to find ways to to showcase that i still think that retzlaff because of his ability to run was byu's best bet down the stretch um but you still got you got to find ways to utilize that maybe that takes more creativity maybe you need 
uh, you know, a few more voices that are that are you know in that room. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what what that's going to take, but to me, A. Rod has been successful in the past. He can be successful again. Yeah, and, and it may take a tweak here or there, but you figure that out. You figure that out. Now you changes have already been made. Yeah, right. And BYU's offensive coaching staff. Now who do, who ends up coming in and what does that look like? That remains to be seen. But I look at at BYU whether it's Grimes or if you go back to my era and you think about a guy like Roger French. Um, these these wow. are guys that are respected as offensive line coaches and and i think you want you do want that that is going to be the anchor of your offense yeah, and I, I, again that, that offensive line group has been i mean you you've shown that you can go out and find a guy like kingsley mm-hmm. suamataia like that's a big time talent on an offensive line like i again will say i don't think it's a talent issue it's putting them in the right place yeah. at the right time talking to alema harrington thanks to our friends at trydaytrading.com Went home last night. Mrs. Monty's working, you know, the Australian dollar. She's working the yen. Like, dude, it is it is unbelievable, the excitement. And you know the, the part about this that I continue to see in my wife as she works through the program? The self-confidence that Triday Trading is building yeah. in, in skill development. Uh, Alema, I think it's absolutely one of the most underrated parts of being in their program. Well, I, I think why I got involved and then why I think that this af- appeals to a lot of the people that are, are watching your show, right, is because we come from this environment, whether it was at the high school level or at the college level or, you know, whatever the case may be, we all have that competitive nature in us. And we just talked about BYU putting people in the position to to, to win. That's exactly what my experience with Tri-Day Trading has been. They are trying to put their people in the the position, best position possible with the personal coaching, with the you know proprietary software, with all of the things, the, the webinars and and all the support and help that you get, the confidence that that they you know that you feel when you know that they believe in you enough to to fund an account for you to trade using their money, you get to keep up to 80% of what you make like that does build confidence and i think what you're seeing in your wife my experience the people that i've worked with uh and the people that i know at triday trading it's it's that energy man it's 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 almost it's it's one of those things that i think a lot of us are looking for kind of that thing that's going to get me juiced right yeah and day trading is one of those things man the the adrenaline rush the 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 vibe the feeling is it's 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 hard to find something like that. And if you're looking for that, then I encourage you to check out tridaytrading.com. Yeah. And it's cool when you, you wake up in the morning, my wife is a a morning trader and she has a big time job. And so she trades in the morning for 90 minutes or so. And Mm -hmm. and at night we do it together and she wakes up in the morning and she's already thinking about it, man. Like it's that thing. The cool thing is it's almost like a quarterback learning a new offense. When all of a sudden you're standing there and you're pre-snap reading, you're like, oh, look at all the indicators are going in the right direction. Hey, like you start to see it and you learn it and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm audible and out. I'm audible and out and I'm buying the yen right yeah. now. Yeah. That's what I love about it, man. I think that that's a beautiful way to describe it. And, and one of my coaches uh, that I worked with, Phil, who is a basketball coach too, right? And he he's a coach for, for uh, Tri-Day Trading. Um, 
when I first got into he said, you know the lemma, you got, got to look at this a lot like your, your athletic career. You go to a new team and the vocabulary is a little bit different. You start to learn the vocabulary and just what you were talking about, Monty, right? It's just you start to recognize, like you get that pre-snap look. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, now I know what it is, right? And the vocabulary with the wicks and all the other indicators, you start to get a feel for that. And the coaches are so good. My guy, Jared, is, is my guy. I always shout him out. He, he did such a good job of getting me ready to go live, right? And that's yes. a process. And they're not going to put you in that situation until they think that you're ready because they want you to go in there with confidence and be able to go, you know, walk into to that situation ready to go. And that's exactly what they do. And and I love the way you describe it because it is. You you start to be – you're watching the indicator and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. And, and you also get the benefit of the proprietary software, so it's going to help you along the way. And I tell people early on, especially, you can just mirror what your coach is doing, yes. and you'd be successful just doing that. And then you know you want that next level of that rush. It's like I'm going to go out on my own. I think I'm ready, and they give you the green light, and it's time to go. Yeah, and I, I again, I just say if you're that person that wants to pay off your mortgage early, or if you've mm -hmm. got credit card debt, or whatever that thing is that keeps you up at night, it's a $10 charitable donation that gets you a 30 day trial yep. membership. And where did, where did Mrs. Monty meet Phil, her coach, Mrs. Monty's coaches, Phil in yeah. a 30 day trial membership, they give you a coach and they, the coaching is elite. There's nothing yep. they haven't seen. Go check it out. Tridaytrading.com. I know you're short on time because uh, you're a big time TV guy. So let me ask you about um, one do we still have a special affinity with the T-Wolves, Rudy and and Mike? It, like, is there still something in that for the Jazz? I, I think that there, there is. I mean, there are a couple of, you know, half a season removed from that. Um, for Rudy Gobert, I think Rudy's departure was a little different than Donovan's because Rudy, it felt like Rudy kind of didn't want to leave. So I think people have... This their relationship with Rudy that's a little bit different. So I think we're still cheering for Rudy to a degree. Um, on the outside, Mike Conley, there's no question about it. Everybody loves Mike Conley. This guy was one of the, you know, a player that came in and poured himself into the franchise and into the community. So people have that relationship as well. And the T-Wolves are doing well. I mean, it's it's hard to hate on them. Ant-Man, who will not play tonight because he's got a hip injury. Um but that, that's a team that I think is the pleasant surprise, maybe, uh, of the NBA. Certainly out yeah. of the West, they are. But when it comes to the relationship that people have with, with Rudy Gobert, I think it's, it's still – I think there's still an affinity. There's still, a, you know, a, a soft spot in your heart for Rudy Gobert. Like, that's a guy that we watch go from this scrawny guy to a three-time <laughs> defensive player of the year – who still gets mocked and gets into fights with people because when he didn't make the all-star team, he cried and, and people were mocking him. And, you know, it was Jazz Nation that had his back on that. So I think there's still that feeling towards Rudy Gobert for sure. And Mike Conley goes without saying that that's yeah. a, he's a first-class type of person. Yeah, awesome human being. And the last yeah. question I'll ask you is, do we know who Will Hardy is as a coach yet? I feel like last year there was all this excitement about – the rise and the, you know, it was certainly a great surprise uh, yeah. for Jazz Nation. But this year, I think we're we're in the opposite part of that. And I think it's because 
We've seen different rotations. We've seen different combinations. Do we know who Will Hardy is at, as, a, as a coach right now with the Jazz? I think what we're seeing is we're seeing Will Hardy coach right now because what they initially wanted to implement in the beginning of the season, some of those things they've had to abandon and they've had to go different directions. And th those are your hardest and most, I guess, intensive coaching that you will end up doing as a coach. So I think that we are certainly seeing that from, from Coach Hardy. Uh, last game was was uh, game number 100 with the Utah Jazz. So that's a sample wow. size, I think, that gives you a good indication. I think that, that Coach Hardy is the, the coach into the foreseeable future for the Utah Jazz. And they do a great job, have done over the years, uh, with, with player development. Sometimes we end up losing those guys. They go somewhere else where, you know, whether you, know, you can look at Donovan Mitchell in, in that regard or Gordon Hayward for that matter. But those guys were developed very well while they were here. So I think that what we're seeing from Coach Hardy is they're going through a time when they're, they are trying to figure out, okay, what is from a practical application point, not, not some, you know, just aspirational, this is what we want to, you know, look like. Yeah. From a practical applicational type of, of approach, what can we do right now on the floor? And they're doing it again without Lowry Markin, at least for the, this game. He'll be reevaluated when they come back home and they take on Portland here on Saturday. Yep, and you'll see all of it on Jazz Plus. Alema Harrington presented by our good friends at Triday Trading. My guy, keep being well. Good to see you. I appreciate your time as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. You bet. There you go. Alema Harrington, uh, just he does such a good job. And if when Alema comes on the show, if you don't just vibe off of that positivity, man. <laughs> dude, in the suits, again. Dude needs to stop making excuses about lighting, bro. The dude's got this, like, tan vibe with the suit like i don't want to hear he's about a good looking bro. dude come on i don't now. want to be awkward come but on now, Harrington's a good looking dude come on now he always looks sharp he's at home he looks good he's good like he's sitting on the tv set and the guy's got on like a a 17 million dollar suit that's plum <laughs> how about how about that we were I'm talking about you guys we were talking about um we were talking about spam and the fact that i'm getting tons of spam calls during that interview mm-hmm I got three spam text messages. Mm. Grab blank self-employed group health plans now. Uh, Obamacare being shut down. Better get on board before it's over. And then <laughs> another one about free oil changes. Hmm. Like, bro, I do, and, and the, the best part is the free oil changes, uh, they're in Orlando, Florida. <coughs> I don't live in Orlando, Florida, mom. <coughs> Why are you, it, it, it makes me crazy that they used to have a purpose. That's the thing with spam that I don't respect. Now, if you're going to spam me, at least have a reason to spam me. It's at wild. least be trying to get me to buy something. Whew. Like you're, you're, you're texting me about oil changes 4,000 miles away. Come on guy. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Uh, all right. Let's reset ourselves. Look at all of you guys arguing. You're still arguing. <laughs> you're still arguing over, over, over Oregon. Bo Dix is playing well. Mike Smith, Monty found a lemma on Grinder. Take it dude, easy. Chill out, bro. Take it. Speaking of Grinder, duck season. What you do in your own time, dude? That's that's on you. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. BYU players like to get the their prostate exams from Captain Hook. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I leave the comment section for five minutes. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, this is why a lot of times it's got to be more of us and less of you. Like, come on, come on, guys. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Um, Gary Wolf, is Penix Jr. dating Bobert? What are we doing? Jackass. What are we doing, man? What? Uh, Tanner Plummer, Rudy Gobert was a pain in the neck. So we did Draymond choked him out. He's got like neck pain. Mm. Is that what? Uh, glad they that he did will with glad that he did will with. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I think you mean that he was good with the jazz towards the end. He was dead weight. The problem with Rudy Gobert <laughs> is one. He's a pretend tough guy, right? You want to talk? Are you on... just trying to piss off jazz fans right now? Well, I don't think there's any love loss between jazz fans <laughs> and, and Gobert. I mean, by the way, Bag Snatchevich is back tonight. Really? Yeah, for Detroit. No kidding. Boy on Bag Snatchevich. Wow. Bojan Bodanovic. Bojan Bodanovic. Uh, he, so he's coming back. But it, the, let's be honest, 100%. Uh, it's Rudy Gobert's biggest issue is that he is got the worst contract in the history of the NBA. There, there's no way to spin that. I mean, not a worst contract for him Boy ever paid. Uh, Mike Smith duck season is like Western civics used to be on PATC comedy gold without realizing it. That could be, that could be, uh, that's what I don't respect about spam anymore. You used to respect spam. Yeah. Well, we did just get back from Hawaii. Uh, the Todd father, I just I just joined in the Bobert comment. Oh, my God. Today is going well, then. <laughs> See? Like, what are we doing? That's what I'm saying. I go and I talk to Lemon Harrington. I come back and the the comment section's on fire. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Dakota Tubbs, I don't think jazz fans watch college football. Okay. Uh, OG Gary, next time answer the spam call like last time. That I can do that. That was one of your most iconic moments, I must say. Okay, I will. Next time I get a spam call, I'll answer it live on the show. Hello. I will do that. Tanner Plummer. Overall, I don't like Gobert. He has been exposed in the playoffs time and again. In, in Exactly right. Exactly right he has. All right. Uh, let's do our prize picks. Prizepicks.com, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Um... <laughs> It's so funny when I meet people in public. Oh, hey, Monty. Are you Monty? <laughs> are you two holes? People are DMing Jake videos of, like, Boss Frog sent a video of his wife or Gr girlfriend. Girlfriend, girlfriend. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> his Bobert. His Bobert. Thank you. Uh, Boss Frog sent a video to Jake of his girlfriend calling Jake two holes. Is that two holes? Hey, man, you know. PrizePicks, prizepicks.com, uh, the official daily fantasy partner of the Hey Money Show. Um, all right. We need to make a decision on uh, Dak is whack. I'm going more. You're going, okay. I'm doing it. So should I jump off the cliff? Well, just because they jumped off a cliff, does that mean you should too? I'll go more on Dak. And then we move to the NBA, where I'm just getting. How are we on. going to get piped tonight? I think you got to go Lakers and Thunder. And although Cade Cunningham against the Knicks at 19 and a half points is pretty, that's one I could be into. Um, LeBron James 40 points, rebounds, and assists against OKC. Mm. Like it, hate it. 
I don't love that. They got a lot of big dudes on OKC. A Chats, lot of guys that can rebound. Chet's at 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists tonight. I don't like that number. I think you got to go I just in. don't trust any of these dudes, man. I don't trust you because one night you give me one and the next night you give me 50. Okay. Well, how about a slam dunk? Josh Giddy's 22 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. <laughs> please, God, if I go to check points for Josh Giddy, <laughs> please let it be 15. <laughs> I'm just... Listen, I don't ask for much. What is the prize picks number on Josh? Giddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is 17. Oh, Josh Giddy's 11 and a half. That's a disappointment. Uh, Chet's at 17 and a half. AD's only at 25 and a half points. And he a Anthony Davis has been putting out 28, 17, 32. Hmm. I mean, 25 and a half is interesting. I'm looking at three point attempts right now. Isaiah Joe, nine and a half points. That seems like a slam dunk. Ooh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's 32 and a half points. Where do you guys go on this? Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich is only 16 and a half points. I think I got to go. Boy, Chet is close at 17 and a half. Yes, he is. Dadgummit. I think. Go, go. I'm going. I'm looking at turnovers right now. Stop. Um. All right. In the NBA, Chet Holmgren. Anthony Davis, I'm going to go less. Okay. Dak Moore. Okay. I need one more because you know we only. What, what do we have in the NHL tonight? I don't know. Let's look at NHL. Peter Morazic against Detroit. Goalie saves 28 and a half. Where's Connor Bedard? Probably banging his mom. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you guys, settle down. Uh, uh, can't go Peter Morazic. I don't like that one. Yeah, what about goals? Because he's he's been he's been hot. Not as hot as his mom, Connor Bedard. Obviously. Uh, Obviously. You know. right. um, uh, do we go, go where are goals? Shots on goal? Goals. There they are. Uh, Connor Bedard's not available to me on goals. Well, that sucks. I'm uh, taking Leon Drysidle to win less than 11 faceoffs. Yeah. Okay. If you're going faceoffs, <laughs> I'm going to take Connor Bedard more than three shots. We're going to do a uh, 20. Ooh, we're going to do a $20. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Check that top right corner. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a $20. What do you what do you do here? Do you do what do you, what do you do? Do you do a power play or a flex play? Flex. You got a flex. Come on now. The NBA is just too unpredictable these days. All right. There it is. Flex Oh, what? Since the selected <laughs> review your selection before submitting a What are you talking about? Why can't I do Connor Bedard? Why did they remove Anthony Davis? <laughs> What in the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies are we doing? It is what it is. No, no, bro. I know, reset. What are we doing? Stop crying like a little girl, bro. Why is <laughs> two days in a row, why bro? does Prize Picks hate me? Stop trying to pipe me. Like, Boom, what are we? Points, rebounds, and assists on Prize. Filling in for somebody. Give me my guy, Anthony Davis. Why are the Lakers off the board here? The Lakers are off the board. Um, 
what the far fig knew um, happened. Quite literally, the Lakers are off the board at prize picks. What are we doing? Checking Twitter. Hang on a sec here. Yeah, what happened? The Lakers are no longer or at this moment are not available on prize picks. So we're going to go more on Dak Prescott. We're going to go Connor Badard shots on goal. More than three shots on goal for Connor Badard and his mom. <laughs> and then points, rebounds, and assists, which is my favorite category in the NBA. Um, I don't understand what the Lakers are off the board. Wow. I wonder what happened there. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going Dak more than 284 and a half passing yards. Mitchell Robinson to have one turnover tonight. Seth Jones, Chicago defenseman, have two shots on goals. Two shots on goal. He's had five shots. Three of the last four games. Okay. Okay, Keontae George, 22 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's been hot. More He's or less. He's been playing well. More or less. Who are they? Who are they? Oh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Rudy Gobert's at 28 points, rebounds, and assists. And he is rarely hitting that. I would take less. Yeah. Why are the Lakers off the board? Because they hate you. Like, seriously, bro. They don't love you. They don't love me. They don't love you. I wonder what happened with the Lakers and prize picks. If you felt these balls. Yeah, I'm seriously. Because <laughs> you're trying to pipe me here. <laughs> OKC's on the board. I'm just curious what happened. Now I'm going to, now I have and to wait. Kick a person when he's down. But I've only got 19 minutes on Connor Badard and his mom. God, did see what do you see the personal turmoil motherfucker has to deal Waves with? in opposition. Do you see the personal turmoil? Right. What about Jimmy Butler 23 and a half against Indiana? Uh, that could be productive. Okay. Victor Wambanyama, 21 and a half points. I'd be going less on that. I'd be going less on that one. You know, he sucks. Uh, what about I, I I just you know what, you guys, I try. Every single day. It's not about what you try to do, man. To be the best version of myself. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, Adam Salamini, maybe your IP is showing its location as Tarrant County. <laughs> May, you know, maybe that is what it, it could be. In stuff. In stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Lakers are completely off my board. I have no access to pick the Lakers right now. Mm, well, pick something else. This is. I don't want to pick something else. <laughs> You don't always have to be negative. Yeah. <laughs> Flipping butthole. Um, oh, my God. This is brutal. Where's Rudy Gobert on rebounds? Who? Rudy Gobert. Thank you. Thank you. Victor Wambin, your mom is at nine and a half on rebounds. Man, that's going to be man. tough. He doesn't cash regularly on that. Um, Man, I don't know what to do here. I had research this this morning. Go to turnovers and take Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> Trust me. Will you shut up? It's an easy will, hit. Will, will you shut up? Easy hit, bro. Well, go to Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, turnovers, dude. Do it. I'm not doing it. Right Donovan there. Donovan Mitchell, two and a half. No. He's right there. Your cursor's on him. Look at the chart. Look at the chart. Boom. Look at that thing. He is always over. <laughs> you picked him <laughs> and he got four the other night. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Do you know how much I dislike this right now? Well, you uh, know. Giannis is a turnover machine. Is he? Yeah. And it's only three and a half. Uh, God, son of a, I had Anthony Davis ready to go. 
I'm giving you a fucking answer. Yeah, like can you like what are you guys doing to me? <laughs> Son of a chicken of a pastor's daughter. Uh and now I gotta take Chet Holmgren. 28 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I think that's the other one that I really liked. Okay. Or Victor Wambanyama, 34 and a half. Four out of five. That's pretty good. I, wh- why? Okay. You're going to take Victor's the way here. No, I'm going to go back to the Victor's NFL. Victor's the way. I'm going to go back to the NFL, and I'm going to stop melting down. Dak is the NFL no, MVP. Out of here. Oh, shut up. Dak is the MVP. Right. What about pass rush touchdowns? Uh, Tony Pollard for half. I think CeeDee Lamb is my guy. He should have a big night tonight. I'm going to oh, take. Look at that. Look at that graph. Yeah. I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. To take have, it. To have more. And what? And more. what is this? I got Dak. Here, here are my prize picks. I'll screenshot it for you. Man, it is so frustrating. The Lakers got taken off the board. Right, but you never win with the Lakers. Well, that's not the point. Well, I'm just trying to give you some advice here, dude. Okay, successfully submitted my entry. Nice, dude. Nice. Um, all right, Jake is sending me his. All right, here are my prize picks for tonight. Uh, mock me if you must. I would appreciate if you do. Uh, because I don't even pretend that these are going to win because we all know they're not. Jake, here are yours. Because it's garbage. Um, it is garbage. You're going to lose. We all know you're going to lose. Why did you take Seth Jones? Well, I don't know, bro. <laughs> That's what you're going to say, isn't it? No, I don't know. I checked the graph, and the graph said <laughs> the gra- to take Seth Jones. It's, it's, much, it's much, much like day trading. Check the graph. Look for the indicators. Four out of five games. Dude is hit over. You asshole. Five, five you shots. took Mitchell Robinson. Yes, I did. Yes, you I took did. Mitchell yes, Robinson. I, yes, I did. Yeah, I know what time it is. Hell yeah, I did. My guy hit for me last night. These are mine. CeeDee Lamb more than a half pass. Rush receiving touchdowns. I like that a lot. Connor Bedard and his hot mom more than three shots on goal. And Dak Prescott more than 285 yards passing. All right, who in the in the comment section? Who's gonna win? Jake or shall I win? You're I so can't fucked. yeah, I can't believe you took Mitchell Robinson, you <laughs> jerk. Every time we take the same dude, what happens? Uh what happens? We lose. That's what happens. Prizepicks.com. <laughs> Click the link in the description below. Um, and now I'm getting silent spam voicemails. Oh my God, dude, I'm going to lose my mind from Pasco, Iowa. Hello. We are not available now. What are you doing? <laughs> Is that the sign stealer guy calling you to, to give you some Intel? Hey man, you want a free Eureka vacuum? Sign stealer guy. <laughs> so frustrating. Uh, let's see. Boss frog wins. Uh, Gumby fresh out says two holes, one win. Uh, duck season. Jake's going to win because he knows how to stroke that thing. That's right. Uh, OG Gary, Jake's winning. Adam Salamini, Jake wins. You guys are jerks. You guys are jerks. People will read your positive shit. Gumby, Monty is fat. There, I mocked Uncle Monty, our father. Well, there you go. Hey, man. Dude, that's not nice, bro. Hey, losing weight. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Um... Dak, OG Gary, Dak is throwing for 303, three touchdowns to run TDs. Let's go. I really like the CD Lamb thing, though. Seriously. Uh, There's no reason why he wouldn't wouldn't have a touchdown tonight. Gary Wolf says, Jake wins going away in fashion. You really think my picks are that bad? That Jake is going to win going away? You really think my picks are that bad? Because I feel really good in mine. I feel really good in mine's. 
Um, and as Josh Kitty would say, we're going back to mine. Um, Damn, bro. Damn. It, it, it slipped out. Damn. That's what Josh Kitty said. Uh, you really think my prize picks are this bad? You think Jake's winning going away? The Bedard one's the only one. In, in, in NHL is hard. I will not even disagree. But what? Why are we watching Beth Moens call women's basketball in the because studio? Because I'm I'm in the middle of a prize picks take, and you're Dak, distracting me, dude. Dak at 284 and a half. That should be a lock. Slam dunk. Should be a lock. Connor Bedard, three shots on goal, done. CD's lamb, he's getting a touchdown. How am I losing? <laughs> did you power play it? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. You did power play it. Power play for a hundy. Wow. Look. Okay. Power play for a hundy, dude. Okay. I'm okay. telling you. Power play means that you have to get all three right to win. Flex play, like certain and such other people <clears> and <throat> such, <clears throat> means that you can get two of your three and you win. So I've I have hacked the system, and I believe that I I in fact I know um, that I win more when I play three selections. Mm-hmm. If you play more than three, I think you're looking for trouble. Yar. Uh, James, unofficial mayor of cowboy country. I'm on team Monty. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. I like that. Welcome back, James. <laughs> Have you guys figured this out yet? You don't know that these are James. The it unof- is championship week. Yay. <laughs> That's the unofficial mayor of cowboy country. James. Yay. That's, That's my guy. That's our guy. Hi, I James. like it. Hi. Uh Jeff Woodworth. My uh my Penix is bigger than your. I've, I've heard that. I've heard that. But I didn't know you had a cervix. Uh Gumby Fresh Out. A Penix flex is a solo flex. Can't love yourself. Who can you love? Macaque. Uh that's true. <laughs> wow. Uh OG Gary, can you measure it? Dude, Stay home. I, I'm not I'm not measuring anything. Can you measure it? I'm not. Uh, Penix Bowflex, exactly, exactly. Penix Bowflex shake weights. You guys remember the shake, shake weight? weight. My, you remember goodness. shake weight? Oh my god. Uh, Gary Wolf. That's why, because you power picked it. Okay. Oh, okay. I think you've got a great shot to to win that tonight. I actually think I I am going to win, and you're a jerk because you took that Mitchell Robinson turnover. That's thing. bullshit. Yeah, that's not cool, dude. <laughs> oh, Mitchell Robinson's good for it's seven turnovers. It's easy turn- take. It's one turnover. You just need to turn it over once. We're yeah. talking about Mitchell Robinson taking candy from hey, Michael don't Penix. bring the ball down, Mitchell, unless it's for me, because I need you to turn it over. Yeah, you're you know. like nine feet tall. Yeah. Kind of like Wemby. He shouldn't dribble either. Yeah. Right? I like it. Uh, Adam Salamini says, Bo P. Nix. Okay. Okay. Uh, duck season says all you guys, uh, can zip up Penix's pants when you're finished. Like what is wrong? What happened on really this show today? What happened on this show today? You guys need to hit the like button, please. If you have not hit the like button, that helps, uh, the channel grow. We really appreciate that. Um, uh, let's get into Thursday night football. Um, I love, love, love the Cowboys in this game, but it is a huge number. Nine and a half. Nine and a half on a 47 and a half point number. Mm-hmm. Jake, do the Cowboys cover at home? Uh, I think they do. I, I think, think they do too. I think they're going to roll this game. And I think that 
that the Gino fan club is going to be a little disappointed tonight because I don't think he's going to play all that well. And uh, I, I, I just think the Cowboys at home, like everyone's like, oh, is this a trap game? I don't think it's a trap game because they know what they got they got coming next week. And anytime you're going to play uh, the best team, arguably, in the NFL next week, you want to play good this week. You want to keep the momentum going. You want to keep yes. rolling. You want to you want to keep feeling good about yourself. And, you know, I, I look at this, you know, minus nine and a half, 47 and a half. Like, you know, I, I look at this and I say, Hey, that all that says to me is that this game's going to go uh, under, I feel like this is going to be a 30 to, you know, 14 game, you know, if, if the Seahawks are lucky, yeah. uh, I, I agree with the people saying Gino's going to turn the football over tonight. Would not be surprised by that even a little bit. Uh, the Seahawks are without their starting running back if memory serves tonight. So they're not going to be able to run the football uh, as effectively or they shouldn't be able to. So there's no reason why, like with prize picks or just picking this game, like Dak should have a 300 yard night. CD Lamb should have a touchdown. Like, let's roll. Let's have a big first half, 24 points in the first half. Go out and get the job done, man. That's the kind of game we should be playing tonight. Joseph Harper, a noted 12, says, Monty, if you lose, it will be because of Dak. See, you say these things after I put my prize picks in. I'm giving you a fucking answer. You couldn't have said that before? You couldn't have said that before. Before I power played Dak to go more than 284 and a half. <laughs> you couldn't have said this before I hit send while nice I was yeah, while I was getting piped by the Lakers in prize picks. Yeah. Couldn't have said that before. Great. 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 Oh, the preeminent voice of having a position. Boss Frog is in the house. Hi, hi guys. Cowboys first half minus five and a half. Tony Pollard to score a TD. What about CD Lamb? Uh, G please, God, CD Lamb. Um, I'm scared that I just said I need CD Lamb to score a touchdown. What was I thinking? Uh, Geno Smith over 227 passing Lockett over 45 and a half receiving yards. I like the Lockett pick for sure. And I like the minus five and a half in the first half for the Cowboys. I, I think that's absolutely spot on. You could easily see, you know, 21, 10 going to the half. You could easily see, you know, <clears throat> 17, 17, seven going to the half. Okay. Okay. Dakota Tubbs who hurt duck season when he was a child, many, many people. That's all I can think. Uh, Salamini, Nick's average seven yards for his deep throws. Odex is playing well. Yeah, it's no, uh, he's, he's no Justin Fields, but he'll do. Right. He'll do. Right. Um, John Dry says, yes, Cowboys. I love the Cowboys in this game. Uh, Boss Frog and Jake has confirmed Monty, uh, for the 1215 on the 20th. Dude, I, see, this is the type of energy that I'm about. Like now it's listen, just, listen. just a stalwartness, dude. Like I, 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 I like I. I the I, outfit. Stay hard. <clears throat> this is incredible stuff here, dude. Boss Frog, Jake, and myself, and such as and like, we're gonna go play golf at the Wind <gasps> on December twentieth, and then dude. we're we are going to I I'm going to. Well, see, it's two days after Jake's birthday. So we're going to go to Mastro's and sit it's in the erection. You know, is, is, is Mrs. Boss Frog, the current incarnation, 
Is she going to join us? Mrs. Monty will be there. I mean, it's something to think about, man. She can meet two holes. You know. You know. Uh, hello, GW. Hello. All right. Um, has James answered us at all? I don't think he has. I I don't know. Um, Dak covers, Monty. Chill out, Sean. Says, Damn Thank well you. better. I hope you're right. Uh, Boss Frog, wrapping up uh, at the here at the office, Mr. Wolf, trying to catch the boys tonight. Let's go. Are you going to the game? Oh, wow. That'd be all right. Uh, Sandusky says, Harbaugh will coach his last game in the Big Ten if Iowa can pull off an upset. I do believe when they lose, he's out. Uh, OG Gary, win golf is amazing. And two days after uh, Gary's birthday. I like it. I like it. Maury Alvarez, Nix is going in for something uh, tomorrow night for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean Ski, Monty, it's got to be America's show. It has be to be America's team. It, 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 you know, you know. Um, Mike Smith, Jim Harbaugh is going to the Bears. Stop, Mike. That's bullshit. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> I am of the belief, and I don't know what you guys think about this. I am of the belief <laughs> that Jim Harbaugh is not going to coach next year. No. I think he is. he's going to be on the untouchables. Yeah, but he needs to go to Jamaica and golf a little bit. For yeah, the year. he's going to need some time. Yeah. He's going to need some time. Uh, James, the unofficial mayor of Cowboy Country. The soundbite of me was hilarious. I was, Hi, this is James. Welcome back. I was being sarcastic. I know Saturday... Uh, isn't going to be pleasant. It is championship week. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Bo Dix is playing well. Jolly Gabriel, what is Jake's favorite uh, cake flavor? I believe his cake, favorite cake flavor... Let me start. I believe his favorite flavor of cake is two holes. That he... that, And it's chocolate. Um, what um, is your favorite um, cake flavor? Chocolate, for sure. Oh, Not is it really? Cool. Oh, yeah, dude. I love chocolate cake, man. Absolutely positively love chocolate cake little little uh, vanilla uh icing you know it's hard to go wrong with that i love this yeti by the way oh the yeti the yeti canteen is goaded i would tell you now cheesecake's a different conversation just regular cake though i'm going chocolate i haven't had and this is where amber the bakeress has let me down many many times our good friend Am amber spencer who's an amazing baker she has not made me a birthday cake. No. Hello? Yeah, it glitched. She has not made me a birthday cake. And she's repeatedly promised and told me that I'm her special friend and I get a birthday cake. Don't lie to me. But there's been no birthday cake. Well. I have not had birthday cake. I can't think of the last time I had a slice of birthday cake. I did not We had a cake at the uh, birthday bash. But I didn't have any. Because uh, everyone ate that up. That yeah, was a bomb-ass cake. I didn't have any. So well, I haven't had... And butter cake at Masters oh, dude. is where it's at. Like, is there a favorite flavor of cake? We're like, where, where are you yeah, guys at? Butter, I, if we're talking butter cake, butter cake is probably up there. But see, the thing with Mastro's, when you eat the butter cake, you're already, you're already buzzed. You already got steak and potatoes yeah. in you. So yep. it just tastes a little better. It, it's just undefeated. I've heard that about you. Yeah. It tastes a little better. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know what my favorite flavor of birthday cake would be. Probably moist strawberry. <laughs> what? Why, why you got to do that, man? Do what? Why Why, why you got to go with the word moist? Yeah, like, okay. Because, you know, I don't eat unmoist cake. 
Do you guys figure that out on your own? You're big boys. Uh, <laughs> Gary Wolf, fill in the blank. Jake likes his cake like he likes his... Macaque. Grinder? No. Dude. What? Don't do that. Uh, what? Don't do what? Dakota Tub says moist, Monty. <laughs> Just what it is. Uh, OG Gary clearly has a head cold because he says Jaden uh, is winning the Heisman. That's Jayden. bullshit. Yeah, what Jaden? Who? Yeah, who's Jaden? I don't know of a Jaden. That's I don't know. <laughs> key lime cheesecake is my favorite for sure. Key lime is so good. Uh, I yeah, I am okay. Northeast Ohio State, uh, Ohio Boise State fan. He said moist. I you know. Jeff Woodworth, Moist is nice. Mike Smith, Moist Strawberry. Is that a porn movie? That's no. right, T. It's Betty Crocker, Moist Strawberry Cake with sprinkles on top. Call me giddy. I'm so bricked up right now. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Hour number three of the Monty Show <laughs> is brought to you by our good friends at Sound Sleep Medical, soundsleepmedical.com. You guys, if you're somebody that's battling sleep apnea, if you're somebody that your wife... Uh, wakes you up because you're gasping for air, uh, or maybe your wife is somebody battling sleep apnea. Do you snore and you snore so loudly or your wife snores so loudly she sleeps in a different room than you do? It doesn't have to be like that, you guys. Sound Sleep Medical has a great, great device. It's a mouthpiece. You pop that mouthpiece in when you're ready to go to sleep. It pulls your lower jaw forward, clearing your airways so you don't snore. It can help you Get back to your intimacy in your marriage. And there's so many people who don't want to talk about it. Oh, I, I'm snoring. Uh, you're embarrassed. You're humiliated about it. It doesn't have to be that way. There's no out-of-pocket cost for most people because you have health insurance. You have healthcare spending accounts. You guys, get it done. It's really easy. Get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Check out their videos. So you can see that the, the mouthpiece, it's custom made by a dentist, fitted for your teeth in your mouth. So it is perfect for you because it is your mouthpiece. And the best part is there's no CPAP machines. There's no cleaning the tubes or disinfecting. It's not hard to travel with it. It's a tiny mouthpiece. Pop it in its case. Put it in your carry-on. Put it in your suitcase. Boom, it's done. There's no embarrassment. There's no humiliation. Hook it up. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty to get your free in-home sleep assessment. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show uh, get there now. They've been such a great partner of ours. They've helped so many of our viewers. And if you're on our audio podcast, same, same for you. Anybody who hears this, please, if you're somebody that snores and battles sleep apnea, tonight could be the last night you ever go to sleep. It is that serious with sleep apnea. Get it done today. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty Thursday night football coming up one hour from now. Um, officially, I think where I come down, uh, on this game and I want to get into Dak Prescott a little bit, the game tonight, I'm taking the Cowboys to cover. And I think it goes over. Uh, I have no doubt in fact that it goes over. Um, but here's the question is Dak Prescott the face of the Dallas Cowboys? See, automatically people are like, well, who else would it be? Of course he is. Well, there's a guy named Jared Jones. And I think this is part of the issue in Dallas. I don't think anybody will ever be the face of the franchise until Jerry Jones is six feet under. I think that's just the reality of it. Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is a legitimate NFL MVP candidate. Now, 
Is he going to win it? He's not. That goes to Jalen Hurts, hands down, no question. Dak Prescott is that guy this year. He is playing well, and I think Dak Prescott deserves that respect. But I wonder, can Dak Prescott thrive as a member of the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's a legit question because I don't know that anybody thrives if their spotlight is bigger and brighter than Jerry Jones. And I think that's the biggest question I have. I have no doubt I've fought tooth and nail on this show for five years in defense of Dak Prescott, and I'll continue to do that. He is the reason that Dallas is a compelling product. He is the reason that they will dominate the Seahawks tonight. He is the reason that they will go to the NFL playoffs. Dak Prescott is what's right with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. They don't have talent in the right spots. And Dak Prescott too often makes the right throw, puts the ball on frame, and the, the outcome is not good. That's not Dak Prescott's fault. And I think a lot of times we look at quarterbacks and we're very harsh about, hey, well, that was an interception, but why was it an interception? And it's the Josh Allen conversation we're going to have in two minutes. But Jake, is Dak Prescott a problem for the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think he's a problem. I, I do think that, you know, being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys comes with more media scrutiny and attention just inherently. And I, and I think that Dak has obviously weathered that storm every single year. And I think, you know, last year, the, the, the narrative that everyone remembers is all the interceptions and was it Dak or was it the team? And, you know, is this a, is this a, a Cowboys problem or a Dak problem? And I think, you know, largely this year, Dak has answered those questions. I, I mean, you look at the numbers and, and, and he's, he's having a hell of a year. I mean, uh, again, He's at 23 touchdowns and six interceptions right now. I mean, that's that's really, really top-end stuff right there. So to me, you know, I, I I think Dak has largely answered that question. He has, at least for me. And I was I criticized him last year. I I I I was someone saying, hey, like, you know, yeah, sure, some of those hit your guy in the hands and he just didn't catch it, but it somehow wound up in the other team's hands. Like, some of that's on you, Dak. Some of that's on your guy. But either way, it's got to get figured out. This year, it's gotten figured out. And yeah, I do think he's part of the reason that they're squarely in the 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 NFL playoff picture. And it is, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan, unfortunate that you are in the same division as the Eagles with how good they are right now. It's just, it's just a fact of life. And I think, you know, it, yes, as a player, yeah, sure, he's the he's the guy you know if you're talking about Dallas Cowboy football. You're hey, who do you who do you like on the Cowboys? Well, it's Dak's team, so Dak. And I think they largely don't have that that number one wide receiver right now either. And yeah, CD Lamb's a damn good wide receiver. He's not a number one in my opinion. He is a he is a four A wide receiver, a guy that 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 you know wants to say he's the number one, but probably is a number two for the best offense in the league. So yes, Dak from the roster, yeah, he's the best player on your team. He's the face of the Cowboys, but I have to agree. It's Jerry's team. It's always been Jerry's show. Yeah. There's a reason Jerry does a weekly radio interview. There's a reason that the guy constantly wants to be on hard knocks or, you know, any number of the, the media stuff that Jerry's done over the years. And, and furthermore, it's the exact reason why Jerry Jones wants to be both owner and GM. He wants to be involved in the process. And I believe he's the one that's held them back. He's the reason that that you 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 don't have a better roster because again if we're going to sit here and criticize Dak like so many do criticize Jerry you've got a super bowl caliber quarterback and you can't figure out how to beat the eagles 
you can't figure out how to beat the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's a huge problem. And and that's why I say, yeah, sure, Dak's, Dak's the face of the franchise from a player perspective, but Jerry Jones, for anybody who knows anything, is the face of the Cowboys. And I agree. Until the guy dies, because uh, unfortunately, I hate saying that about people, he's never going to sell the team. So until he's gone, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and I think the Mike McCarthy situation has has become less of a talking point. And I think that's a very good thing. It, it, if this team is going to go as far as Cowboy fans would like, you're going to have to get an uncommon performance from somebody at the wide receiver spot. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I, I continue to say, I look at the, the, the wide receiver base that they have now. CeeDee Lamb is not a number one. And it, he terrifies me, man. And I, I know he's got six touchdowns and a thousand yards. And I understand that that he's got what 80, 80 catches, but CD Lamb is a guy that I don't believe you can count on. The problem is behind him, it's it's Brandon Cooks and Jake Ferguson and Michael Gallup, or you look at you know, Tony Pollard is I, I think a guy that needs more catches. Tony Pollard's only got 40 catches. And I think if you're going to win at a very high level, the other question is how long can Tony Pollard stay healthy? Because I also don't think that you have somebody else that you can go to. I mean, he is by far your number one option in the backfield, which again is why I think Dak Prescott has had such a massive impact on this team this year. Mm. And this offense is really all about Dak Prescott. I just don't think, is, is Brandon Cooks a guy that's going to step up and all of a sudden become 1B one, one there? No, I don't think so. Well, and I think guys like Brandon Cooks get better if you actually have a legitimate number one wide receiver. I, I mean, the dynamic at play is very clear for the best offenses in the game. It's why, you know, Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense suffer so much when guys like Debo or Brandon Ayuk are out because a guy like Brandon Ayuk feeds off of the double coverage that, that Debo receives. And, and to me... I sit here and I watch this Cowboys team week in and week out, and I sit here and I say, hey, what's the defense going to do to you this week, guys? I know you're going to be surprised. They're going to double CD and say, hey, somebody else beat us. Yeah. And yet somehow CD still seems to make big plays. But I want to go back to what you said about Mike McCarthy because a lot of people say, hey, the Mike McCarthy issue. And I, I think this is the perfect example of what the Cowboys and a guy like Dak deals with constantly. When you say the, not you, but like the proverbial you, when people say, hey, the Mike McCarthy issue, do you guys understand that this guy, his, he's been here three years, they've been 12-win teams two of those three years. You understand that, right? Like, he's not coaching bad football teams so far. And they're right on track to do that again. The only problem is they play in one of the best divisions. So if Dak had the Tom Brady effect and played in a crappy-ass division and was able to rack up more wins and had a little bit easier of a path, we'd be having a different conversation about this guy. And that's why I say the road is difficult in the NFC East. The years where the Giants are good and the Cowboys are good and the Eagles are good, who, who's to say who's going to win the division? So that's why I say appreciate what you have. Yeah. Bro, appreciate the job. And I'm not even a Mike McCarthy guy, but appreciate the fact that he's putting 12-win football uh, teams on the field for you consistently. That That's what I think Cowboy fans seemingly just – forget i mean you could be like you could be the 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 teams that are considering john gruden you could be yeah. the team. you could be with all due respect you could be uh uh the bears with Eberflus or any other crappy ass organization that has a coaching staff issue but you're not 
And, and I you just appreciate I, I, that. I don't think it'll ever be good enough for Dallas. Uh, Dallas Cowboy fans, I think, frankly, I think half of Cowboy country would rather not have Dak Prescott as your starting quarterback. Half of Cowboy country would rather have uh, Sean Payton as your head coach instead of Mike McCarthy. I, I'm telling you, you're a good football team. You're not talented enough or deep enough at the skill positions. And Jake Ferguson, I think, is a really critical figure on that team. I think the tight end in this league has become something that is is not negotiable. And you, you've got to utilize him more. I mean, but that's an indictment on Jerry Jones, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're totally right. Zach Ertz is available, and the Cowboys aren't even in the conversation. Yeah, but Jake Ferguson's a good tight end. I think he. I think you can leverage him. Tarrant County Pete for five dollars. Cowboys win as a lifelong fan. I've learned they win games they don't that don't involve the Eagles, Niners, or playoffs. Dry sucks. Moist is much better. I I I tend to agree you're with correct. That. I tend to agree with that. Uh, Ryan Willie for $5. Here's my prediction on the college football playoff. Georgia, Michigan, Washington, FSU. Title game, Georgia defeats Washington. Well, so you've got Washington beating Oregon then, which is... And Florida State somehow staying in without their quarterback. That'll be interesting. Uh, shout out to Aaron Wilson. He gave a, a membership today. Appreciate you, Aaron Wilson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Mike Smith. Jerry is the face of the Cowboys. Dak is not the face of the Cowboys because as sad as it is, too many don't like Dak and a portion of those don't like him because of the color of his skin. I don't think there's any doubt that he's never going to be Roger Staubach. <laughs> Whether he wins or not, he he he, he just won't. Uh, Kim Coulter with the fist bump. What's up? Good to see you. Um, Adam Salamini, Tanner, pregnant women. Yeah, I, uh, Von Miller turned himself in in Dallas. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know if you heard about that, but Buffalo on a bye week. Von Miller had a alleged incident with a pregnant woman uh, where it turned physical. There was a warrant issued for his arrest, and he turned himself in uh, in Dallas uh, just like 20 minutes ago or whatever. Uh, I saw the message come through. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Von Miller's been a bust for the Bills. In a very difficult cycle for the Bills, Von Miller's Certainly. been a bust, and now Von Miller's under arrest but in like, Dallas. That's my point to Cowboy fans, dude. You could be Buffalo right now, and and, and I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. I I believe in the guy. I, I he can get it done, but he's not getting it done right now, and they're not getting it done. And the same people criticizing Dak last year should be criticizing the hell out of the Bills because they have the same issue right now, and and it's frustrating that. You know, Josh Allen can't seem to be on the same page with his wide receivers. And, and you know, even as mediocre as that defense has played, they're, they've still been in position to win ball games. Well, one, they're decimated by injury. And I think it's really important to point that out. Their roster construction does not allow for their defense to suck, number one. Now you're going to be without Vaughn Miller. Um, that, their defense is a huge issue. Josh Allen's a huge issue. Josh Allen is not, in my opinion, a clutch quarterback. I think the turnovers are an issue. There's no question about that. But he's not getting the criticism Dak got last year. And why is that? Because he plays in Buffalo and not in Dallas. Facts. And I think the issue with, with Josh Allen is he is good, he's not great. And we've had this argument on the show a thousand times. And again, I will just tell you, I'll take Dak Prescott over, over Josh Allen every day. I'll take... Dak Prescott. 
and I look at Josh Allen, oh, he sucks. He doesn't suck. He is a very good NFL quarterback. But facts are facts. He's not elite. He's not a guy that is. He's got one more touchdown and twice the interceptions as Dak, dude. Like, come on. But it's not even Dak. I'm talking about the fact that this is a guy that's been compared to Patrick Mahomes. This is a guy that's been. I mean, you look at the statistical leaders in the NFL, and sorry, man, he he's not. He is not to a tongue of Iloa right now. He is not. Um, I mean, pick your poison. He 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 is not among the elite. And, and I think you look at a, I think you look at, and the, and the biggest issue is the guys who have the most interceptions. How are you with Sam Howell in Washington? How are you with Mac Jones in New England? How are you with Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa? Here's the problem Jalen Hurts is going to win the NFL MVP. Tua Tungavailoa is leading in arguably the best offense in the NFL. Josh, what are you leading? You have a, a wide receiver who doesn't want to be there. Gabe Davis and you very clearly, and I understand was a broken play, but you guys, this is not your first rodeo. You guys have been together now. You should know, he should know, you should know, they should know. It's getting more difficult to make excuses to defend Josh Allen. And I think that the bigger problem is that Josh Allen is a volume passer and now it's starting to hurt the Buffalo Bills because he's not making the plays that I think a lot of people think he should be making. And I will just continue to say, I will take Dak Prescott. I will take Justin Herbert. Tua Tungavailoa is a very interesting one. This year, Tua, absolutely. Pretty incredible what happens when you learn how to fall on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll mm, we'll see. Uh Shonsky, as a longtime Cowboy fan, we expect Super Bowls every year. Well, that's part of the problem. Cause you're not you're not a Super Bowl team most years. You're in the hall of very good. Because I think you spend money in the wrong places. How <laughs> long is this defense going to be, you know, wrapped around, you know, Leighton Vanderesh is a critical performer on that defense? Well, was. Right. Like, um, I, I mean, I understand that guys like Chase Young are very hard to come by. But I also understand that the San Francisco 49ers didn't find him that hard to come by. You know, the team that you've lost to, the team that you're going to have to go through, you know, that team. And again, you're eight and three. You're fully two games out of the division. You don't have a lot of. You don't have a lot of wiggle, wiggle room if you want to win the division. That's what I'm saying. What What do you mean tonight's a trap game? What? There, there's no time for trap games. No. You're two games out the division, man. It's win the game, not trap game. Yeah, I think it is going to be very interesting to see how this defense. Can you continue to get turnovers? Because, again, I, I keep saying that Deron Bland is not getting the love he deserves, and now he's got another pick six, and... He's starting to get a little bit of it, but Deron Bland can play this game. I I, I don't know how you replace Leighton Vanderash. I think that's very difficult. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what what how that plays out. But you, you're just you're good. You're not great offensively, and I think that that's ultimately what's going to come back to get you. 
I think that's it, it's that's been their identity, like year in and year out. Whether it was, dude, I remember growing up when I when I was a youngster, like the the you know the Wade not Phillips. A no, I'm not. No, the Wade Phillips of the world. Like I remember, Jason Garrett was supposed to be the savior of the Cowboys, and holy cow, what a what a hire! And what did he do? One year you're a double digit win team, the next year you're eight and eight. Like. That that's who they've been, and 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 it's and it's a little frustrating because, you know, again, I I'm looking at your your all time record here and going through it, and it's like, yeah, hey, won the wild card, lost in the division, won the wild card, lost in the division. So yeah, when the 49ers go out and get Chase Young, yeah, dude, that's a bag slap. That can't happen if you're the Cowboys. Like Jerry should be the one putting dude in a Cowboys uniform, not in a, not in the red and gold, man. That, that can't happen if you hope to go further than the divisional round. Yeah, I guess my question is, Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. I think Brock Purdy has to prove himself a little more. I think that the Brock Purdy crowd, you know, loves to say things like, hey, Brock Purdy, Super Bowl. Excuse Brock me, Purdy, it's, it's Glock Purdy. Thank you know, you. Glizzy Purdy. You know, Lizzie. led us to the promised land, and that and that's fine. That's fine. But but I'm I I still want to see Brock Purdy go out and get it done when he doesn't have his full accoutrements of of wide receivers when he doesn't have everybody healthy. Because I've seen Dak do that. I've seen Dak carry the ball club when 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 you were missing, you know, your big boy tight end or you were missing CD or whatever. Dak has shown he can do that. And yes, Brock is extremely talented. I'm not doubting dude's talent. You know, that's all fine and dandy. But that offense in totality is super dependent on the scheme and dudes being healthy. Mike Smith, uh, Dallas is better than many are willing to admit. However, at the same time, until they can beat the Eagles, Niners, and playoff games, they deserve the criticism. They do. Kay Nuren says Dallas 24, Seattle 14. Uh, Northeast Bluffs State fan. Josh Allen uh, is one of the NFL's fortunate four. Dak is not. That's interesting. I think if Josh Allen is the Cowboy of the uh, the quarterback of the Cowboys, are they as good as they are now? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think I think Dak, just from a pure passing perspective, yeah, Josh has a cannon. Nobody disputes that. But Dak's vision, Dak's understanding, I think allows him to complete certain passes and certain looks that Josh just isn't able to. And we don't have to talk about, like the only thing you can talk about with Dak sometimes, like the thing that frustrates me sometimes is like his deep ball is really good, but he'll just miss guys. There are times where he overthrows them. And I'd rather have that problem than having my guy wide open in the end zone and throwing it. The yeah, wrong I way. tend to agree with that. I think there's a lot of people who enjoy, um, and what, what's the right way to say it? I think there's a lot of people, you know, who enjoy Josh Allen grabbing his face, face mask in frustration. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't, I'm, I, yeah, I probably, I don't even think it's close. I would rather have Dak Prescott. And by the way, Josh has had some big time backs too. Like, and I know that Zeke was a workhorse for several years, but Dak really, you know, Tony Pollard aside, Dak really hasn't had reliability back there in yeah, some time. He's 
Tony Pollard is much more of a, a multi-faceted guy. Flex a, guy. He is a wide receiver. He is a running back. They have zero depth at running back, uh, in my opinion. Um, actually, if you listen to the NFL national media, Josh Allen and the Bills have gotten their fair share of heat. Well, now they have. Uh, but who knows? Maybe they can turn it around. Yet now they're getting that heat. But remember all the love they got. And, and myself included. Again, I, I will include myself because I... I I respect the hell out of what Josh Allen's ability allows him to do. Like Josh Allen in that Buffalo team should be competing for, you know, AFC championships regularly. And yeah, you kept good Josh Allen for a long yes, time. Yes, I did, dude. I mean, yes, I was a big fan. I stroked the hell out of that dude. Yeah, and, you did. And I think that it's really disappointing. Like the idea that uh, uh, that your head coach is not going to be whacked. Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott's not going to be whacked or there's not even going to be a conversation about that is pretty surprising to me. There's been a lot of, just like you were saying, right? Like whether it's the Gabe Davis situation, Diggs and his brother, how many defensive coordinators right? have you gone through? Like, like at some point, dude, like we need to get on with it. Cause five years from now, when Josh isn't there anymore and you're looking for a quarterback, you're going to look back on these days and say, damn, maybe we should have been a little more cold blooded about yeah. it. Yep. Jeff Woodworth. Will the NFL or bills do anything? History says, it Vaughn can produce, they will not. Oh, domestic violence is different. Are there pictures? Are there video? Hmm. That's when I think we're going to find out exactly. Interesting. He turned himself in. Yeah. It, well, what choice do you have? There's a, there's a warrant out for you. Uh, Sandusky says, Josh Allen reminds me of Jim Harbaugh. Bigots. Next comment. Okay. Salamini. No, no. I'm pretty sure the logo on the side of the Dallas helmet is a rating. One star. See what he, one star. See what he did there. Uh, and donuts. How are you, my guy? Uh, when Dak is doing good is when trouble knocks on his door. Overconfidence. Uh, UW fan, uh, Jim, what has Dak proved? Not a lot so far. <clears throat> well, but I, is it Dak or is it the roster? <clears throat> I think, I think it's more the roster than Dak. I, when you say, Hey, what has Dak proved? Yeah. That he can throw for 5,000 yards and that he can lead a high powered offense when given the proper gasoline. That's what he's proved. Like, I look at Dak and I say, hey, dude, yes, you had trouble last year. Too many turnovers, your yeah. fault, their fault, whatever. Too many turnovers. This year's a completely different story. He's righted that ship. We don't need to talk about it anymore. The problem is, is you have a Ferrari, a quarterback, and you're not putting gas in the car. Well, and you could say the same thing about Josh Allen. Like, I look at I look at a lot of the issues, the Ken Dorsey thing, or I, you better go find an elite offensive coordinator for him. Yeah. And you better go find somebody that you better go find somebody that can build that Bills offense. And I don't know if Sean McDermott's the guy. He's going to get every opportunity he wants, but I don't know that Sean McDermott's the guy. I think there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of questions about Sean McDermott. Big Daddy Magic, by the way, a noted Bills fan. Monty's show turned into Hogan's Heroes. Okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Kane and Dak is good, but not getting the boys to the Super Bowl. I think that's a valid criticism. Uh, Dallas lacks a good red zone running back. Zeke did not run the ball that well last year, but look up the numbers of rushing TDs he had. Pollard has under five this year, and and Zeke is a good short yardage back. Yeah, he likes to bruise you, man. He yeah. likes to run into you. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, shout out to Sean Rollins, who gifted a Monty Show member. Appreciate that, Sean. 
Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. Uh, James Knight has entered the chat. He says, sup, guys, I'm here. Oh, James, dude. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Yeah, just in time. Uh, Lakers and Thunder Talk coming up here in three minutes. Harry Austin, Dak is Tony Romo. Great regular season QB, but when pressure is on, he cannot deliver. Or he can't catch a football. But we won't talk about that. Tony Romo doesn't want to talk about Seattle. Let's just not. Shonsky, Jimmy Johnson is going into the Cowboys ring of honor tonight. Yeah. Man, that's and well deserved. And well deserved. Well deserved. Uh Northeast Ohio Boss, a state fan, a member for three months. Okay. Oh. The Super Bowl match has already been decided. KC versus Philadelphia. And I'm here for the rematch, dude. I'm here for it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Salamini, the Bears can increase their average yards per pass by three yards if they draft Bo Nix. Bo Nix is playing well. I don't think Bo Nix is an NFL quarterback, but he's a hell of a college quarterback. And if I were a college coach, I'd want Bo Nix to be my quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback either. So I don't know, you know, what the difference would be. That stat he's talking about, did you guys see that um, Justin Fields Average per attempt uh, on Monday night, you know, that big win where the world stops spinning because the Bears are going to the Super Bowl and, you know, everything's right in the world. Justin Fields averaged 0.8 yards per attempt for the game. Um, oh, but he completed that pass, um, Monty. Um, Come on, Monty. Um, Stop. His standards don't matter. Stop. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, when the Buffalo Bills hire Deion Sanders, I'm going to remember all you haters. Yeah. I don't think Deion wants – he's – I don't – okay. Oh, no. He doesn't want to coach in the NFL. I don't think. No. At all. Uh, Northeast Ohio, boss, a state fan. It, it, I'd be a great college QB if I stayed for seven years. Yeah, I who mean, are you, Stetson be? Bennett? Yeah, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't be camerizing? Uh, Dakota Tubbs, then I'd, I'd take my Chiefs. They won't lose to the Eagles twice. Well, I think it's that's a very good point. Uh, Capazzo, what's up? Sorry I'm late. Was out with the wife spending money on honeydew projects. That's me Saturday. <laughs> that's me Saturday. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. Whoa, comment dump. Uh, is Teddy still in Draper working? In fact. I miss Teddy Wayman. He, he needs to get his ribeye. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Broncos have won five in a row. Sean Payton is the Ollie Gordon of NFL coaches. Uh, here, 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 man, here, dude. here. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Salamini, Prime needs to be better than last place in the. It, I'm Don't so indulge tired him, of your Deion Sanders shit, dude. Like it just. Uh, Don't always have to be negative. Dak is having his best season, but they've also played the easiest schedule. Dak has never carried the Cowboys. Well, I think he's carrying them now. I mean, I I don't know how you would say he's not carrying them. Um, Their losses are at Arizona, at San Francisco, where he did not play well, uh, and at Philadelphia, where he played exceptionally well. But you might want to keep that pinky toe in bounds. Right. I mean, their wins are Washington, Carolina, New York, uh, the Rams, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Giants. We're going to find out who they are because you've got Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and Washington. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out who Dak and the Cowboys are. 
And they're in prime time one, two, uh, three, three more times at a minimum. So, I mean, it's just, it's going to, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Northeast Ohio says Casey beats Philly in the Super Bowl in pro wrestling. It's called 50-50 booking. I, hey, man. I don't even just, I think, I will say, I feel like something is amiss in Kansas City. And we can sit here and talk about, you know, they're going to get a buy. They are. They're going to get a buy. Right. Are they better than Baltimore? Yeah, but I think Baltimore is way overrated. My question is, are they better than Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would say that. And I think the AFC is incredibly weak because I am not buying Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indianapolis. Um, I think Houston's very interesting, but I don't think they're a playoff team. You know, Broncos, Bills, Bengals. Yeah, I think the AFC is very, very mid-market. Uh, but you look at the NFC, Eagles, Niners, Lions, I think they can win any game they play in. All three of those teams, I think, can win any game they play. Certainly. And I think then there's a precipitous fall off to the Atlantas of the world, who's a <laughs> the division not leader. Good teams. <laughs> right. But then you have Dallas at eight and three. And the problem is you're you're just in a tough spot. You are in a tough spot if you're Dallas. Um, you have very little room for error based on who's behind you. You know, you look at Seattle, that's why you know, when everybody thinks this is a blowout. Seattle is, is if they win tonight, they're a game behind Dallas. It's a two-game swing. It's a massive game tonight. Massive. Because I also think the Vikings are not a playoff team. The Packers, the Rams, the Saints, the Bucs. Sure. Those are not playoff teams. I think Seattle might be. Dallas, Detroit, San Fran, Philly, I think they are. Absolutely. I think they all are. But we'll see. Uh, Harry Austin, don't disrespect the mighty Denver Broncos. They allowed 70 and turned it turned it around. The Broncos are Utah's team. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you told me that. Man, wow. If you can't have a team in your own state, might as well go to another state, you yeah. know? Wow. Uh, Mike Smith, Tyreek Hill leaving for the Finns is a big part of what's wrong in KC. Well, there just feels like... I probably make too much of it. There just feels like something is. They are very blase right now. They are not playing with that sense of urgency that you play with when you're trying to get to your first Super Bowl. But my question is, is that just who they are? And they there's a switch that Andy Reid hits that's, hey, it's time to hit the switch. So let's go ahead and do that. Is that who the Kansas City chefs are? I mean, it could be. But and. And listen, if you're the fighting Swifties, I'm down with that. You've been to the top of the mountain. You know how to get back up there, right? And if you're, and if, if Swelsey is going to be, you know, this thing, hey, I, I, you're a very, you're a very dangerous team. Okay. I should move on. Uh, Northeast Ohio says Mahomes and Kelsey are top five in Jersey sales. Well, you know, (laughs) Uh, top two in endorsement deals and earnings. Mahomes has been designated as the face of the league. KC is winning the Super Bowl. It's predetermined. Well, you know, they have a script. Obviously. <laughs> Capazzo, Cowboys are getting, are going to choke tonight. Stop, dude. My prize picks depend on it. <laughs> Don't even do it. 
Uh, UW fan Jim, if Gino's arm is better, we have a shot. We? So you're on the team. Well, I mean, he's a 12. There's no doubt. Shonsky, Dion is not going to the SEC or the Big Ten. I don't think he's going anywhere for a while. Nope. I, I got to prove you can win a Colorado. Yeah. The mighty Denver Donkeys are not Utah's team. Never. The Denver Donkeys. We all know the fighting washcloths are Utah's team. John Dry, Travis, and Josh both have. Okay. Okay. They're bros. You know. Mike Smith, Hill is a huge difference maker. Might not be the best human being. Well, ask his child. Uh, but he is a difference maker on the field. He is, no doubt. Gary Wolf, are Trav and Josh both piping Taylor? Trav. Like, what are we, what am I supposed to do with that, dude? The CAC. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with our Trav and oh my God. Josh both piping Taylor? His cock. Like, and, and donuts. Has Mahomes hogged the salary cap in uh, KC to a certain extent? Um, he has restructured, um, which I think is mandatory at this point. Yeah. But it's it, to me, I think Patrick Mahomes is worth every dollar they drop on him. You know, you look at his number, pop-ups, prick, uh, 16% of the cap. And then Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, 16% of the cap. He's making um, a restructured bonus of $6.7 million. His cap hit is 37.1. Oh. I know, reset. Yeah. Makes it, makes it roll in a little bit, doesn't it? That's not. It makes it roll in a little bit. That's not ideal. Uh, real quick, speaking of uh, vaccines, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. What? Aaron Rodgers is practicing with the uh, fighting Zachy Poos. Mm -hmm. Would you be the Jets? Um, did Aaron Rodgers really tear his Achilles tendon? Well, 11 weeks ago, he supposedly had surgery. Where is A.A. Ron right now? And Well, he's on the practice field with the Jets, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, not piping Danica. Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. He claims he had some revolutionary procedure, and he's gone through a magical ayahuasca-type rehab. Yeah, I've been immunized. And on the McAfee show the other day, when he was asked about all the people who said he never tore it, he said, you can all go F yourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you think he tore it or do you think he didn't? Yeah, I think he tore it. But I also think he he's going to take risks to come back I, I because he's a diva. He wants to be right in the middle of it constantly. That's why he goes on Pat's show. That's why he says things like that. That like That's why there's a video of him that just got released on Twitter where... You know, he's taking Jets ticket calls to to have fun with people. Like this guy wants to be the center of attention, man. And and I I guess I get that. But all I have to say is if you come back and inside of one quarter tear that Achilles again, we knew what it was. And the excuse will be, Oh, well, it was a revolutionary thing. It was a new thing I had to try, had to come back for my teammates. All right, we'll see you in two years. Okay, cool, dude. That, I mean, that can't happen. You can't come back and just re-tear it and then think that everyone's going to buy the excuse. I'm if it if he in fact did tear his Achilles tendon, it could not have been a full tear. And I do buy that he probably had some revolutionary procedure because 
it's ayahuasca Aaron. I mean, this dude spends time in dirt holes. Are you out of your goddamn mind? By himself. It's weird. Right? So I do buy that he would be part of a revolutionary treatment. Mm -hmm. I'm not so certain he tore his Achilles tendon fully. Did he injure the Achilles? Sure he did. Did he tear it and it rolled up into his sphincter? Yeah, I probably don't think that happened. Yeah, man, I I, I don't think that I happened. Just, I just, I burn out on Aaron because I feel like he's a schemer. Oui. I feel like all oui. he wants is attention, dude. And and that's great. Go get your attention by winning a Super Bowl. Actually live up to it for once. Tom's not here to 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 beat you every single year anymore. So go out and do it. Listen. You know, as the owner of the Chicago Bears, while you're rehabbing your Achilles, if you could get a quarterback, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. You know. Um, Mike Smith. Aaron is currently in Tortilla Rehab Clinic right now. He wishes for his privacy to be respected. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, that's exactly the kind of guy he is, dude. It is. Uh, Northeast Ohio. If Aaron Rodgers comes back after this kind of injury, the injury was fake, just like baby Bron Bron fakes his injuries. Stop, dude. LeBron hate. I like it. You realize Bron almost died, right? Like, be No, better. I think he means LeBron James. I don't think he means his son, who was fully cleared to participate in basketball today. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Monty, how would you guys feel if Rodgers went to the Bears? Um, I need the stupid. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, why? Why would that even matter? Why would we even ask that question? Stupid question. Yeah, why would we even ask that question? Gotta be fucking kidding. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, show the video of Aaron coming out of the locker room for practice. Okay. Here's the video, and, and it's controversial. I know that everybody gets fired up over this, but here's Aaron coming out of the locker room. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> the Achilles looks fine to me. He's got to shave, though. He's a little hairy. You know, it's a little rough. He waxes. He doesn't shave. Oh, my bad. Sorry. You know. Right. So, I mean, it, 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 the Achilles look fine in that video to me. You know. Uh, Montiel's a ribeye. Darkness has been shown to heal Achilles tendons. I've heard that. And the drippings from a, a ribeye steak also show amazing results. Facts. Uh, Joseph Harper, Aaron came out of dumpster darkness. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he will have a special brace, 1984 says. Okay. Capazzo, Aaron had been using the juice to magically fix that glass heel of his. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Magic juice to, oh. to heal the Achilles. Shonsky, if Aaron comes back, there's no way he tore his Achilles. Dun, dun, dun. I don't believe he fully tore it. I think he, if, if he injured his Achilles tendon, he'd be playing if there's no doubt. And I don't care what Zach Wilson's mom's best friend says. Aaron Rodgers would be playing right now if they if if he was able to. Hey, we're focused on the Jets today. Yeah. Uh, Micah Mars. Lions are number one for me. Raiders are number two. They are now Utah's cheer four team. The Raiders are, I agree. I agree. Unless the Big 12 championship game is coming up and then you go to Tarrant County. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, you know, Mike Smith. Aaron Rodgers probably had an old man high ankle sprain and they pushed it off. To the press is an Achilles injury. I doubt mm, that. There's a lot of video that says otherwise. Bro. Yeah, he, you, he, the video shows he did something. That's why I don't buy that he didn't tear it, dude. Yeah, he, he did you're something in game. He's not gonna, 
you're not going to fake anything in game. Yeah. Uh, CJ Vance, Brock Purdy greater than Dak. Brock has led teams further and had way less chance chances, by the way, and makes way less mistakes. That's he also, bullshit. He also has elite offensive talent, an MVP caliber running back, and the best defense in football. Other than that, I mean, they have the exact same thing. You're exactly right. Come on, CJ. Be better. Dak on the a Dak on the on the 49ers. Are the 49ers better? Yeah. 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 They are. Uh boss Baston. Isn't there footage of Aaron returning to the team? Monty show exclusive. See what they're doing here, dude. That what well, uh, listen, I've I've been told that this is exclusive video of us for us of Aaron pulling up to Jets training camp, you know, this week returning to the team. I mean that Man, that dude. there's Aaron Rodgers. And notice how fast he's going. The Achilles must be good to go. I mean he's got that shopping cart for a trunk lid. That's right. You know. Yes. Okay. Um Sh Sean Rollins, if shrooms are vaccines, exactly right. Exactly right. Um Northeast Ohio, the Super Bowl match has already been set. I read that one, my bad. Eric Wasikowski. Hey, Wasikowski. Yeah, What's he's up, from dude? the South Side. Yeah. Uh, I know this is off topic, but did we see Patrick Kane sign with Detroit? Go you gotta, you gotta be shitting me right now. Excuse my French. What are you, Aaron Rodgers? Like you gotta be, dude. I love you, bro. Wasikowski. Wasikowski. You're not gonna get any more ice time if you keep asking dumbass questions. It tells me you weren't here for the program yesterday, which brings me back to my original point of, yeah, we talked about it, dude. It's a complete sin, even though they're not in the same division. Yeah, it's and, now. And but it's a complete sin. More to my point, it, it brings me back to the question of, do you even lift? Yeah, which clearly it, you don't. Eric Wasikowski from Portage. Do you even lift? <clears throat> or Pilsen, same thing. That's pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah. He says he's from fucking Portage, but we all know he grew up in Winneka on the lakefront. Jag off. <laughs> sorry, bro. Channeling my my inner Chicago. Yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, Portage. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Tanner Plummer. Uh, well played, Monty Rogers. Destroying national parks. There. There you go. Uh, Dakota Tubbs. Kane in Detroit. I'll hate seeing him in a Red Wing in Red Wings here. If you're just, a Blackhawk fan, such as in like myself and me in, in, uh, you know, I personally would like an apology. If you're a Blackhawk fan, such as in like myself in, you know, uh, Connor Bedard's mom's box, you're not going to like Patrick Kane <laughs> wearing Red Wing shoes. But the bottom line is that rivalry has been dead for like a decade when they went to the Eastern conference and Bob Probert ain't walking through that door anytime soon. No. You know what I'm saying? Mike Smith, Jake hates pay, uh, paying members and super chat members. He hates capitalism in America. Okay. I don't have any control over viewing comments. Don't talk to me. Gary Wolf, Wasikowski's been in Aaron's uh, black hole. Hey, yeah, down here in, <laughs> listen, in, in Streeterville, we're all about those dark holes in the yeah, backyard. Man, nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is Wasikowski. Uh, reporting live in the dark. You can't see me because there's no lights in here, but uh, yeah, the ayahuasca and stuff's been really good for me. It's great. Yeah, my Achilles feels great. I'm you, a fucking unit. You don't believe me? I'll take you to the silos. I've seen Chicago PD. I know how that works. Yeah. Prick. <laughs>
Okay, that felt good. In your SRT. Uh, Brandon Butler, it's nowhere near the heartbreak of Chelios in Red Wing gear. Yeah, well. That one hurt because Chelly and I, and I don't, I, I don't think I've ever told these stories. When I was a young reporter for WXLC radio in uh, WKRS up there in, uh, you know, crappy Waukegan. Yay! Um, I used to go to Blackhawk games. And the best part of that was sitting on the couch in the in the Hawks locker room talking to Chris Chelios. And it was – he was just so – and, God, that was so terrible. Anyway, Mike Smith, Jakey Twoholes does not wear State Farm Red. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Bastin. Hey, I came to love Richard Sherman. Okay, we can just stop with I came to love Richard Sherman. Yeah, like what do you what do? You, listen, what you do behind closed doors. Out of here. I understand you have his poster in your bathroom. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. It's my I'm not judging you, dude. I am not judging you. Uh Montios or ribeye, is Jake getting engaged soon? Well, they already live together, so what's the difference? You ought to know. You bought uh, it. Sandusky, Jim Harbaugh isn't up to date with his booster shots. He shouldn't be allowed to coach this weekend against Iowa. Well, it's worked out pretty well with him not coaching. Sandusky. I so. know. He really suffered during his you know, fake suspension. Uh, Mike Smith, engaged, enraged, could be both. It could be. It could be. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I get to go to Blackhawks games after Christmas. What is this like? eating candy after Lent like Connor Bedard yeah by the, is is are they not on oh uh the Blackhawks they're playing they're playing the Red Wings right now okay let me see if I can uh Let's see if get you this can all uh, dialed up yeah and... conjure up Connor Bedard's mom yeah, where's uh Waskakowski yeah Waskakowski you know like can I get another paid comment please because I like saying your name a million times uh Connor Bedard's already got a shot on goal suck it oh yeah hey oh he just needs two more. Prize oh, picks, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Monty uh, to get 100% uh, deposit matching. I have Connor Bedard on prize picks tonight, and I need Bedard. <laughs> We're losing to Detroit. Suck it. I hate Detroit so much. Uh, it is the end of the first period. Connor Bedard uh, has an assist. He's minus two with one shot. So that's not good. The Blackhawk goal came from Reichel, assisted by Connor Bedard. Did you see Corey Perry apologized and is going to rehab for alcohol abuse? Do you view this season as a failure? I would think that it is. I mean, it's no more of a failure than if you don't uh, get to buckedup.com and use the promo code MONTY20. Uh, to get 20% off at checkout, BuckedUp.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Mrs. Monty made us lovely mashed potatoes. She makes the best mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Uh, the best. Had an ice cold, bucked up Miami. Boom. Had some Costco ap uh, apple pie. God, fish. yes. Some please. Costco pot pie with homemade mashed potatoes on top of it. And a bucked up Miami, washed it down. So good. Bucked up, it's where it's at. You guys know that um, I've lost a good bit of weight. I have not weighed myself in over a month, thankfully. Um, but I have lost a good bit of weight. I am trimmer. I am thinner. We are banging. I am so excited to get back to the gym tomorrow morning, uh, even though tomorrow is back and leg day. Uh, so tomorrow could be could be interesting at 5.30 in the morning. Um, but I'm going to use that 
bucked up pre-workout. Uh, I am going to absolutely, I love the IV, uh, which are the electrolytes. You take it in like 10 ounces of water. You just pound that thing. You're hydrated. Dude, I'm telling you now, Bucked Up's got the product you need. Get 20% off at checkout. Use the promo code MONTY to get your discount. What did Gregory Krug say? All potatoes are mashed by the time they hit the stomach. Hey, man. You're not wrong, bro. You put mashed potatoes uh, in a a crock pot, like a quick cooker. They're so good. Gold or red potatoes? Gold. Yeah. Mrs. Monty uses gold, too. Gold all day. It's so good. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. I weigh myself daily. I do not. You should not do that, I used to. I used to. You know, but I don't. Uh, got, whoa, comment. Um, Capazzo, Monty, where are you golfing over Christmas holiday? We. Uh, it will be... We're going to end in Mesquite at Wolf Creek. But we are going to the win with Boss Frog on the 20th. Uh, then we are going to... You know, I never got an answer on Tory Pines. Hmm. We need to get that set up. And we got one more round in SoCal while I'm there. Yeah, and then, you know, some people make choices to go spend time with women instead what of golf, golfing with Let their me bros, tell you what which now. is fine. Hose before bros, it's it's the way you live your life. I get it. Um, but we'll probably wind up playing Anaheim Hills, uh, probably going to play Pelican Hill, um, although that's so expensive. It is. Um, I was I was going to play uh, Trump International in Palos Verdes Estates, but dude, it's like a thousand dollars. So I said, yeah. It, the total cost to play that course is wild, wild. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm really excited about Wolf Creek on the way back. Super excited about that course. Me and Mrs. Monty are going because Jake doesn't want to golf with me anymore. Um, so Sometimes you know, I think I just say shit. Yeah. Sample what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, uh, Mrs. Monty and I are going to Wolf Creek. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about wind golf. Really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping to get on Tory Pines, um, over the holiday. Uh, so that's where we'll be playing. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, every day is leg day when you're Ollie Gordon. This is very true. This is very, very true. You know. Uh, Gumby fresh out. Monty going to get up early tomorrow and flex. Absolutely. Mike Smith, show some love to the mic. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I miss having, uh, Monty's wife on the show. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Jeff Woodward. (laughs) At first Wolf Creek was lone wolf. Then I found this showgram and now my pack has grown. See? There you go. Program. Mike Smith, Monty is bringing down Jake's golf game, so Jake got to cut him loose. No, actually, that's not the case. He just sucks at golf. So that's not my fault. It's not quite the truth either. I got a tour aim. Uh, uh, you see him on Instagram? It's a great tool. It is. Dude, I I could not believe. You know, I, and if you play golf, you'll understand this. There are just some swings of the golf club that are special. I hit a five iron today, 220 yards, and it was, oof, that was remarkable. I have really been struggling to hit my iron straight. I have some fade in them occasionally. Like, it's just been weird lately. 
the last two range sessions I've gone to, I've just been crushing. And I've I changed a little thing with my hands and my turn, and I think I figured it out. And that aim that tour aim really helps you with your club path. And I was wrecking at the range today. Wrecking. Pretty good uh, driver session today, too. Yeah. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out. I miss Miss Ms. Monty on the Showgram, too. Uh, and Donuts. Check out Los Alsos Restaurants in Cardiff when at Tory. I may do that. I need really good Mexican food when we're in L.A. Yeah. Like, I need... I Gas. need good Mexican food. Yes. I'm desperate for it. Uh, Gary Wolf, need Mrs. Monty to bring some sanity back to the showroom. Well, with you mongrels in the chat, jeez. Uh, James Knight, it's so cute the bromance Monty has with Boss Frog. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Why does that bother you so much? Like, James Knight, I do not understand why you are bothered so much about Boss Frog. You don't always have to be negative. Homie is living rent-free in your head, dude. Like, I don't understand that. Monty owes oh, a ribeye. I don't miss the dog vacuum. <laughs> Neither do I, dude. Neither does my checkbook. Uh, sucky vacuum repair service moving from Michigan to Utah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jealousy rears its ugly head, Mike Smith says. Yeah, I don't understand, James Knight, why you're so... Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, because now we're out of time on NBA. Uh, did you guys hear that Subway Sandwiches is rolling out a foot-long chocolate chip cookie? Does that even interest you guys? Not even a little. That doesn't even sound that good to me. Not, it, 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 I'm like, telling you, not even a little. Like, there are a lot of times, like, Taco Bell is notorious for rolling out new items, or like, you know, you get McDonald's seasonal stuff or whatever. This just seems like... Over the top. This just seems like, why would I do that? I, why? I, like, like I, I'm a sucker for a good chocolate chip cookie, but I don't need, I don't need all that. And I wouldn't buy it because it is too much. Eric Wasikowski. I'm from Detroit, so have to rub it in. Yeah, rub it in, Wasikowski. Yeah, because oh! that's, that's the only happiness you get is rubbing it out when you rub it in. Scock. Okay, that was, you know, uh, James Knight, it's clear, it clearly gets a reaction from you, Slick. What gets a reaction? Uh, Dakota Tubbs, according to Pete Thamel, Indiana is finalizing a deal to make uh, GMU's head coach their new head coach. Yeah, that was this morning. <laughs> but I, I'm happy to see that you have woken up, Dakota. Good to see you. You're still not better than the SIP. Uh, Capazzo, I crushed it at the range yesterday as well. Hit a six-inch gong at 400 yards, three out of three shots with a 300 uh, blackout. Really? That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Monte Ozariba, I missed the morning show, but not rigged giveaway votes. Rigged another, giveaway votes. Another Grocock reference. It's becoming a daily thing. It is becoming a daily thing. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, I like Boss Frog. Okay. Uh, Jay Brannon. Would would have to buy at least one foot long cookie. This I don't understand. This uh, first of all, why are you eating at Subway? Jersey Mike's is clearly superior. Have you not heard of Jersey Mike's? Why are you eating at Subway? Second of all, the cookie at Jersey Mike's is superior. Now, as a guy who you know, I have a foot long every day. Oh. oh! Uh, I'm not eating a foot long. Can you measure it? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. 
there's not a chance in the world I'm doing it. Mm. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I understand gimmicky stuff out of fast food chains, you know, when one, like a single individual could eat it, buy it, and eat it. But you're talking about a foot-long cookie, dude. You like, clearly have to share it. Yeah. You clearly have to. I don't get the fast food thing. So Mrs. Monty and I currently are not eating fast food. And I feel better for it. I've been sleeping great. I'll I'll lay that out there. Since like I'm gonna go home tonight and she made last night she meal prepped rice with uh peas and carrots and she instapotted chicken breast with vegetable stock. So good. Can't wait to go home and eat that. A six, or I guess it'd be a 12 inch. I was waiting. Uh, a 12 inch chocolate chip cookie does not sound good to me. No. It does, it just does not. No. Uh, not everyone has a Jersey Mike's in their area, but screw that foot long cookie. Wow. Uh, Capazzo, Jersey Mike's doesn't send out coupons. Subway does. Oh, is that true? <laughs> Okay. Uh, Hugo, Oklahoma has Subway, no other sandwich shop, Pizza Hut, no other pizza shop. Oh, my God. Time to move. I think you need to move, bro. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, Jersey Mike's cheesesteaks are not good. Have never had one. Uh, Katie Raider, Monty, not what uh, just not what you said last night. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, don't tell me Michael AR-15 Jordan is getting traded. What? You you have such a poor attitude about Josh Giddy, um, who is the new AR fifteen. Oh, uh, oh! social media. See what it, let's move on. My point is Yeah, I'm not talking about that. You're just jealous he's not Austin Reeves. Because Austin Reeves like women who are of a never mind. Hiscock. You know, the point is. Uh Matio's a ribeye. I don't miss Jake going out with redheads. <laughs> i i respect that comment right there that tells me you've been listening a long time so thank you sean rollins subway flexing with cookies jimmy john's 100 see i think jimmy john's is vastly underrated mm, their bread I, game is weak though no it's not yes it is no you're weak sir bread game is weak you're weak yeah you are the weak yeah uh gumby fresh out mcdonald's drive-thru sucks man i will never eat at mcdonald's again nah. i'm committed to it I'm committed to it until they advertise on the show. No, I'm kidding. I will never, I will never eat at McDonald's again. I don't think I'll ever eat at Burger King again. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked Burger King in terms of like garbage food, but Jack still has them all beat, dude. I want, and I need you all to recognize my greatness. How many times did you eat at Jack in the Box in Hawaii? Uh, once. How many times did I eat a Jack in the Box in Hawaii? I don't know. Zero. I don't give a bitch. I didn't eat there one time. Yeah, you're a traitor, dude. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Uh, Montio's a ribeye. You owed Teddy a ribeye for a long time. Who's seen the mother? Yeah, dude's disappeared. I'm happy to. I I I need to text Teddy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Who mentioned Giddy, dude? It exactly my point. Exactly my point. Uh, I'm only playing guys. We're good. I'm playing too. Like it, it, you take, don't take it personally. 
Uh, I miss Jake dating. I miss when Jake dated teachers. I do not miss Jake dating teachers. All right, we're going to move on here. I don't. I, I. No comment. I don't miss that at all. This is a code ten aboard. Maury Alvarez, I do have a greater respect for teachers now, even though two holes had a bad experience with one. <laughs> Was it just one teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, she rips stuff off the wall. Again, I'm not commenting on this. Jeff Woodworth, Monster Tacos. I agree. Uh, Gary Wolf, uh, Whataburger way better than BK or Jack's. No, it's not. Whataburger, see? Dude. Jake hates Whataburger, and I'm a Whataburger guy. I'm Because the, it's garbage. The thing that people don't understand, Whataburger and HEB are the best in the business. People don't understand that. If you have not been to Whataburger in Texas or Oklahoma, or H-E-B, you're, you have not lived rectally. I'm telling you right now. Okay, well, I, I thought I just heard you say you haven't lived rectally. I didn't say that. Prove it. Uh, I miss when Jake broke up with people over text. He broke up with you over text message? Speaking of teachers. That's what you told me she wanted to know. It is. You don't break up with people over text. Okay, well, that's you your don't. opinion. I you don't, you, you don't. Uh, James Knight, I miss Jake's Virgin Mocking Days. Who said he got laid? Um, Mike Smith, what a burger sides better? What a burger and BK burger? Not much difference. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Jake used to date his t-shirts. He did, he did. Uh, so don't even think about messing with me. Gumby Fresh Out recitals? No, I don't go to recitals. Butthole. Uh, Joseph Harper, In and Out here in Cali. No. I like the In-N-Out burger. The problem with In-N-Out is the fries are at, they're not mid, they're below mid. They're garbage. They're they, below not good. They're dude. trash. Yeah. Hey, look, Max Christie's starting again for the Lakers. Yeah, and that's great, dude. I'm telling you the Lakers are going to trade D'Angelo and Austin Reeves. And they're going to end up with Zach Levine, Kobe White, and one other player. The shit's going good. Remember you heard it here. Maury Alvarez, I missed the KD poster. Capazzo, Del Taco, serves up a mean burger. Who goes to Capazzo? Jesus. You have a jack-in-the-box in town. Shame. You live in the Jeezy. So let me get this right. You've got a Super Chicks, a jack-in-the-box, um, a number of other options, and you're going to Del Taco. Capazzo, you just, you, you just said you like the burger from Del Taco. I started having second thoughts. What am I even supposed to do with that? You have a jack, and in the cheesy, it's not that far away. You have a jack, yet you go and get Del Taco burgers. Fucking A. <laughs> what? I, somebody needs to do a wellness check on Capazzo. There's something wrong with that. Come on now. Uh, Wasikowski. Hey, Wasikowski. Yeah, the Pistons are terrible. Uh, Culver's over them okay, all. Okay, we're never reading another one of your comments. Culver's isn't bad. It's not better than them all. Pause, bro. Pause. Um, Capazzo, I go to both. I scoff at Super Chicks. Super Chicks is good. Dude, Super Chicks is bomb. What do you mean you scoff at Super Chicks? What is to scoff at? It's actually very good. It's fresh as hell. Uh, Mike Smith never went back to Jack after the outbreak years ago. You should. You absolutely should. It's worth it. It's 100% worth it.
Uh, I miss the baby Yoda in the studio. Uh, you guys remember baby Yoda in the old, when we were in the uh, Casa de Monte studios? <laughs> the studio is, a, is not a fun topic right now. I have no, to be honest not. with you. No, it's really not. It, you know, anyway, what uh, it, it, you guys are, why is everybody reminiscing Monty? The double Dell cheeseburger from Del Taco is kick ass. You don't know what you don't know. Now, you know, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, if you guys are that adamant about it, I'll try it. You don't know what you don't know. Now, you know, yeah. that's amazing. That is amazing. Jay Brannon. Oh God, here we go. Curly fries from Arby's all over <laughs> all others, not loaded fries. I said it. Okay. James Knight. How good has the MO group been lately? Members only. Oh, members. Good. It's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, Capazzo. Nothing, nothing, but I still haven't made it to super chicks. Oh, dude, dude you, you gotta go. go, bro. It's so good. Uh, I missed the live countdown to Nike drops. Oh, man, we got piped this week so hard. I don't really buy shoes. So fucked. I don't really buy shoes anymore. Um, but they had a, co a reverse Kobe Grinch, and I have the green Grinch already. It is wild oh. that Josh Giddy is still playing basketball. Yeah, Josh Giddy's in the starting lineup. Dort, Jalen, Chet, Josh, and uh, SGA. What? Josh Giddy should not be playing basketball. He should not. Um, what happened to the wall of fame that was going to happen? I mean, Boss Frog and who else would make it? Well, everybody on the show that pays their debts. Except you don't pay your debts. You know. Uh, yeah, I remember the baby Yoda. When I first saw it, I thought, hey, these guys are Star Wars fans. They may not be half bad. Boy, was I in for a rude awakening. <laughs> oh, Tanner, that's why I love you. That's why I love you. Uh, Eric Wasika, Penn Station, fucking right. Yeah, see? Rede redemption. Redemption for my friend from Pilsen. Red cute. Redemption. Damn right. Plymouth Canton has nothing on Wasikowski because Penn Station, dude, it's... it's is that like a distant cousin of Penn State? Dude, it's Kepka all day. It is Kepka all day. Really? Oh, my Honestly, God. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Oh, my God. You got to get stroked. Penn Station. Yes. We know these guys are going to come uh, a lot. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Penn Station is, woo, dude, good. Uh, get over it. He's playing. It's not football. Okay. Uh, I miss the Tanner voice. We're not allowed to do the Tanner voice anymore. But you can do the mocking voice. What do you mean? Guys, 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 you know, there was this one time where, you know, Maury Alvarez showed up at the Monty studios with all his kids and we understood why he was such an amazing person. <laughs> but then I said to him, Hey man, um, if you could go back in time, name me the three star Wars characters who you would want to make love to, you know, you know, like who are you making whoopee with, who are you making whoopee with? <laughs> James Knight, the mocking voice is Tanner. It is. Uh, I miss when people treated each other in the chat room with respect. Pepper Ridge Farms remembers Pepper. Oh, Pepperidge Farms is amazing. All right, we gotta go, bro. Let's go. Oh, it's oh, it is. I didn't. Like, you're just out here. I was reminiscing. I was enjoying. Yeah, we gotta roll, bro. 
it, it, oh, oh, my girlfriend's at home. You know, she made, she made, oh, God. <laughs> oh, she's, oh, my God. She's making me homemade pot pie. She's naked. And we're sitting here, we're sitting here talking about Wasikowski and Penn Station. I got to go. <laughs> the Monty Show is presented by TheAdvocates.com. I've been injured by nude homemade Popeyes. Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Oh, my Advocates.com, The best injury attorneys in the business. You had an accident, you want to sleep well again? The Advocates are going to give you peace of mind. And it, you're never going to reach into your pocket to pay them. In fact, you can talk to an attorney live online for free at TheAdvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jacob! Goodbye, Jacob! Jacob! Jacob, you old!